You're listening to the Middle Age Gamers from Dimension X. Season finale of MagDX episode 20. I am GI Gamer 1981. Uh, this uh, sexy guy to the left here is the greatest author ever made of retro video gaming collecting. He's basically the Stephen King of collecting uh, of retro video game collecting books. <laughs> Stephen King. So his next one's going to be a scary horror film. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, on our right here is the myth, the legend, the one we always give shit to on here, uh, <laughs> Jeff Getsky. Yeah, what As was I'll it? call jet ski. I don't even know what. No, I said no. I was calling you Gleese. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I was calling you Gleese. It was it was a joke on me because someone used to write on your thing your name, but they would always like they would always put extras in the middle. So when yeah. I first saw it, I thought it was that, and then uh, your your boy Drew was like, "No, his name is this," and I'm like, "Oh, okay," because we were playing Diablo Four here with each other, and he was yeah. like, "That's not his name," and I was like, "No, I'm keeping it." <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm Welcome the, uh, to the show, being, sir. Being from Minnesota, I got a lot of Gretzky growing up. Oh, <laughs> I I, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Oh, that must have been yeah. annoying. No geese? No, get ski, like a T in there somehow slips get in there. Get ski. It's like guess where I left my keys. Yeah. Yeah, Coffin, I don't think, had anyone mispronouncing his uh, last name, but I certainly had my share as well. Uh, technically, this is what would happen. Oh, is your name Coffin? Like, <laughs> Coffin? Or is it like the casket? That's so that's every time I hear that. And I hated oh that gosh. joke. So like, oh, nice joke. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Or my other oh one, my like, gosh. shucks. So why don't you introduce yourself, sir? This is the uh, the Kano of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kano of the video game collecting world. Just get the heart out there. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't feel comfortable with this background that we got on here. There's like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, it's so delicious. You, so it, it would you be distracting shows. to me too. You have two choices: you in your sexy pose or pineapple pizza. So we we went with the uh, censorship here. <laughs> uh, Ingrid Ingrid came up with that. My wife, my lovely wife, I was taking a picture. That picture was generated specifically for the Stephen King of video games' book mm, to get a picture but, of the collection. She's like, you should just lay on the pool table. I mean, honestly, like it, it needed a centerfold. So you you are my centerfold in the book. As you, so. as you kind of fold it out. <laughs> I wish. I wish. That would be funny. The, the funniest thing about that, I told him, I was flipping through the book one night and I did not know that was in there. <laughs> and I was just cacheting around, and then I wrote him. I was like, "What the f is this?" And that's why I posted on our our little secret group. I was like, "What is this? <laughs> Who stuck this in here?" It was it was awesome. So funny. So introduce yourself to the audience, sir. Tell us uh, about you a little bit about yourself. You know, you know, give yeah. us a little feedback. 
Uh, so my name's Jeff Geske. I, I got game doc down there because I am actually a doctor. I, I'm a cardiologist at Mayo Clinic, which is like up in the snowy Minnesota Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, I love collecting games. It's like an escape from work stress. And I grew up enjoying games. And then when I went into medical school, actually, I um, was getting really into studying. And my wife, it's, it's, it all comes down to her. She said, listen, <laughs> you're kind of getting a little imbalanced. Like you're working too much. You're studying too much. You need a hobby. And that night I found my old Super Nintendo and all my childhood games. And I was like, I love this thing. And uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get some more. And so I ended up kind of going out garage selling and, and hit the pawn shops and it just kind of exploded. And uh, <laughs> one of the things, one of the cool things that I always kind of coveted or wanted growing up, but never, never could have or afford was actually the Neo Geo, which is behind me there. And yeah, I'm buddy. Talking about later, but um, it's been a fantastic way to meet people. Uh, I mean, both you guys I've, I've met through this hobby, got a lifelong friends. And um, I have organized some local swap meets and love meeting up with friends at conventions and talking games. And I like like every part of the hobby. I like hunting for games. I like, okay, I, I like cleaning games. Like when I get pick, a pickup, I like going through and cleaning it. And I like uh, organizing it. And I like taking a picture of it. <laughs> I, I love putting plastic on it. <laughs> oh. um, I love I, I love upgrading stuff when I get find something that's better than mine. I love trading. I love talking about new games. It is so cool when you find something that you had no idea was out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And um, I gotta say, like the most recent thing that I've really enjoyed, I'm helping Tristan with this. I mean, like it's this tome of of yeah. collecting. And I know you talked about it before on the podcast, man, but like, I don't know, listeners, you have no idea how cool this book is. Maybe when you're listening now, it'll be out and just like go click and buy it. Like it's, it's incredible. But like scrolling through, I thought I kind of like knew the PlayStation 2 library. I got a, a good chunk of it. And then I'll come across a game. I'll be like, what? I had no idea that was even uh, released. Yeah. And I love finding that and then, uh, you know, learning about it on YouTube and picking it up and trying it and seeing how it looks upscaled. I just, I really like uh, almost every aspect of the hobby, except for when there's online drama. I try and like remove yeah. my from that. And that's why it's great to have friends like you guys that don't bring any of that. I can't agree with you enough. Um, I, yeah, I, like you said, you know, we met through this hobby um, and uh, it was because of, it was because of the uh, the online vitriol and um, just uh, awful people that we kind of met each other. You know, we were both awful people, so that's how we got to get. No, I was, we we were both on the opposite side. We actually have a moral compass when it comes to like um, collecting the right way, uh, if you know, for lack of a better term. But um, yeah, we were just so sick of dealing with all this drama and, you know, not knowing if someone was going to just screw you over uh, that we decided to make our own group and vet everyone. Um, I mean, that sounds really elitist and gatekeeping, but uh, we can trust everyone in that group. Um, 
to to uh, do the right thing for the most part. So um, it's invaluable to have. And, and yeah, the networking that comes out of this hobby is just incredible. Um, you know, uh, like growing up, you know, like both both Eric and I were in the Omaha metro area. Um, and we have our own microcosm of like uh, collectors and whatever. But, uh, you know, branching out on online is uh, and being able to like make friends where we would have never met these people ever um, is just uh, I, I can't. I, I'm so thankful for it. Um, and and I'm, I'm definitely thankful for your friendship and, and, and the uh, expertise that I've, you know. I've definitely borrowed from you. <laughs> Do you remember when we first met, Tristan? I don't specifically oh, know. Portland. It was actually one of the first mega. Well, yeah, the, I remember the first time we went in person, but not <laughs> online. Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, did you pick up AM2R? And I'll yeah. Have I no clue what that was? No. You, hey, you've got you've got Coffin to to thank for that one. He's the one who told me about it. And you you like went and you're like, there's like ten copies here, and I picked one up for you, and I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, yeah. It was just, uh, I love that um, that like when when you guys and I have met up in person, it's just totally continuing a friendship. Yeah. We each other that often, like we chat mm-hmm. and we know each other, and we've got uh, so many great things to talk about with gaming and, and outside of gaming too. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, it's really fun for me because I remember like the old days, it was like the wild West, all those Facebook groups, you know what I mean? Dude. So people like meeting each other, they, 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 it was like <laughs> craziness going on. Like people screwing people over and scamming people. There was the old yeah, man, the, the, the gambling bids. you remember those? Like the, the wheel. Oh yeah. The, wheel the wheels. <laughs> yes. Uh, and crazy ones like that. I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never did it. Never, never. Nah, me neither. No, nope. I was just an observer. No, nope. I've I've seen a lot of people get burned on that one, and then a yeah. bunch of drama came over about. I guess I guess people were were, I guess they were doing over states, and that's illegal, and so like FBI got caught <laughs> on them and stuff. Yeah, like real <laughs> bad stuff. Consider that. Yeah, because you can't gamble over state lines, and that yeah, and it's, wow. it's including online, which is crazy too. But it's for me, it's fun meeting people too because like. We all got connected, kind of like the uh, was it the, the Kevin Bacon stuff. So I know Barra, <laughs> then Barra brought me in to see me too. Yeah. It's like that. So it's just like really cool stuff all the time. So I definitely enjoy it. So I, think I thought Drew's our nucleus. Yes, Drew is our <laughs> nucleus. Yeah. I talk to him every day. He's the sweetest person on the face of the planet. I love him so much. Well, and one of our mutual friends, Joe Grisafi. I don't know if he yes. was a podcast yep. or not, but he was like in Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't know that. What? Yeah. Yeah, and so like his Kevin Bacon number is like actually like pretty low, uh, which is so cool, right? To actually, yeah, that's awesome, dude. I did not know that. I knew about uh, Stranger Things. I didn't know about Pirates of the Caribbean. You're gonna have to off offline. You'll you'll have to tell me exactly where he is. I would love to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. We we should take a picture and put it in the room. (laughs) One one of the medical conferences that I like uh, help do some stuff for. Our, we have a video a videographer, and she was an extra, an on-screen extra in Starship Troopers. Whoa! Whoa! I was so jealous. Dang, did you tell man. about? Did you tell about that item I got you for Christmas? Uh, I, well, I, I I showed it on the podcast, but um, uh, yeah. So he got me a uh, one of the training shirts from their like basic training 
um, like used on screen and everything. Like I've got one of the Starship Trooper like basic training shirts. That's awesome. Well, it's funny because uh, what happened was I was on an eBay uh, debacle randomly going online and some some AI thing said, hey, do you want to buy this for this much money? And it was like authentic. And the lady was like, you know, blah, blah. (laughs) So I wrote a message. And then they said, yeah, that's what we do. But she didn't look at the price. And so the price was under what it's what it was. And I bought it. And then she wrote me a note in it like, you lucky SOB, this would not go for this price. <laughs> 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 I, think I showed it to him on the, on the email that she yes. sent to him because she gave him like a, a certification and everything for it. So yeah. it was pretty cool. He's got to frame it though. We gotta get that thing. Yeah, frame. it's uh, it, yeah. I need to frame it. It's gonna hang right next to my Starship Troopers pinball machine. Yeah, buddy. It's gonna be freaking sweet. All right. So since we're all collectors here, we thought we'd start with pickups. And since you're the honorary member tonight, you get to go first, sir, on some right, items well, you picked up. I've got two things, and one of them I don't know what it is because uh, yes. Sin was my secret Santa. and so Not so got, secret anymore. I've got an unopened box there, but I did bring one pickup that's come in the mail recently, and it is... I actually got it here. It's its in this tub. Oh my gosh, that's so I cool. Know. And so in this tub are these Ark the Lad pocket watches. So these were... Shh. A pre-order so crazy. That were given out through uh, I think EB Games. Yeah, and AKA uh, GameStop. Yes, now now <laughs> AKA Software Etc. AKA Funko Land. <laughs> and um and so cool. there were a total wow. Those are bigger than I thought they were. Yeah, and they're heavy. There wow. were fourteen different pocket watches, and uh, like you only got one for for pre-ordering and there was no way to like buy specific ones like yeah it was just random and uh it took a long time to figure out exactly how many were there there were because one of them there they made in fairly limited quantities Mm -hmm. uh victor ireland who was the uh kind of the head of working designs uh like he posted in a forum at one point he's done a number of forms like neo gaff and a different number of different posted that um kind of a sense of numbers and the thought is that there's less than a hundred or even close to 50 of them wow wow and so that's um, nuts i was in like a working designs facebook fan group and uh someone was selling like a pre-order not this and i messaged them and i was interested and i was talking with them i was like hey have you ever seen the arc the lad watches i have i had one before this mm-hmm. and uh they said oh yeah i actually know someone that has more than a whole set. I said, like, no way. Like I'd seen a picture once, you know, I don't know if it was Nintendo age or, you know, what, what, you know, like of someone's, someone's collection. They said, yeah. yep. I said, Oh, that's amazing. I would love to have a set like that someday. I said, really? I think they might want to sell it. Dang. And I, so I was like, no way. And they're like, yeah, well, let me kind of reach out to them and see if that's <clears throat> And with Christmas coming up, they were actually kind of raised some money for a Christmas present. And so then this person who I was talking to uh, apparently lived physically close to this person. It was like um, they were friends and they kind of brokered the deal. And so I've got a set of 14 and not like like seven extras to That's incredible. help out friends or I don't know. You could you could get like um, 
you get a, a full half set essentially. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Are you going to awesome. frame them? Are you going to like frame or like like something to put them up and display them? How to display? Like you can see my fancy display piece right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I don't know because like um, you can't... for those listeners on like uh, Spotify or whatever he uh, he's holding up a Tupperware tub. <laughs> <laughs> so elegant but uh oh here's how I'm, you want to see how much of a nerd and a type a person i am i told you i'm a, I'm a doctor okay so after i received them i was like how am i gonna remember which ones so i, I have a label maker yeah. and so th- i labeled the character that's on the watch mm-hmm. this Very is smart. like non-toxic you know it's not gonna wreck it or something sure yeah but on so on the bottom of each case it says each character that's so you don't have to open it up. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I That's have like one for really Shinobi. Because cool. like I have a Shinobi one right now with all Revenge of Shinobi variants. Oh, and yeah. so I ha- I, I'm i going to frame them with them in there. But if you go to like, say for like Michael's or whatever, if you bring those in, they can custom frame you those and like put it in there for you so it looks like really nice. So you should look into those options. I mean, they don't, they don't, they're not really expensive, but might be something cool to hang up on your in your bedroom. <laughs> the, uh, the original uh, Revenge of Shinobi with the Terminator and Spider Man and Godzilla is that your favorite? Yeah. So I have every variant. So every copyright change in the game, I have every single one. I have every single variant of <laughs> That's it. So cool. And I did the same thing on yours. It says version zero point one, zero point two, zero point three, and they're all together. I bought them in one swoop. Nice. That's awesome. Those are I've, I've, you gotta put it up to find it out. There's not like you can't. Tell. Yeah. I've actually well, got a pretty a cool. Uh, oh, go ahead. There's a way. There is a way. I have pictures of all the the boards and what numbers they are and everything. So if you want oh. it, I have I have a copy of it. Is there a reliable difference on the boards? I don't know. Yes. There's 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 a there's two that are kind of similar, but they have different numbers. And uh, I've taken mm. pictures of them, and put them together. So if you want it, I can send it to you. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. Cool. I was going to say on the, uh, on the subject of pre-order bonuses, I've, I've got, I I just wanted to mention, I've got, um, I got a baseball for Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball on uh, N64. That thing is ridiculously expensive now. Um, But whenever I went down, so John Hardy, you know, uh, with the video game museum, um, he had the other baseballs, the other Ken Griffey Jr. pre-order baseballs, like in the display case. But he's missing that one, so I'm going to donate it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. What do What do you think the most ridiculous pre-order that you've come across is? <sighs> ridiculous. I mean, you know, there's the the puppet for Lunar. Um, yep. That's uh, kind of ridiculous, I, uh, but. Have you ever seen the Splatterhouse mask that came with the PS3 360? No. Uh-uh. I so here's the funny thing. I pre-ordered that to have that, and they didn't have enough, and so I got the collector's edition of it, but I didn't get the mask. It's literally like it's like this big. <clears throat> it's on a, yeah, it's on like a little trophy stand. Big. Wow, that's really cool. And it's hard to find. Yeah, mine would have to be. Uh, I had uh, a Resident Evil demo, Resident Evil Four demo, which he actually gave me. It was actually it looks mm-hmm. like a regular game, and it's actually like a demo, just a demo disc that they had. At the stores, and then like, there's there's a one for Resident Evil which is pretty cool. They have a DVD that came out with uh, uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica for PS2, 
but it's all Wesker's story. So it's a DVD of the guy voicing Wesker tells you his whole entire story through all the games. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, Doc, let's see what you got. All right. Drum roll. (laughs) Displays to go. I wonder what the... Oh, yeah. So that was part of this right here, this display. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So it's still taped shut, so I I have not Mm -hmm. opened this. Here, we're going to crack it open here. All right. I started I started it so that I didn't have to you know, I didn't wrap them individually, so uh they'll they'll oh, just be kind of unceremoniously in there. All right, so let's see, you got this is this is the first thing here. Oh and yeah. Let's see. Now I've got some plastic to put on any games, uh just mm. to mm-hmm. just to help Eric uh, you know, in case that's the case. Uh, let's see. Boy, I might need, I might end up needing the scissors here. <laughs> uh, there we go. I channel my inner court and just tear into this. Right? <laughs> yeah, Hulk smash. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank me for that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just throw the rest out now. <laughs> tell tell uh, the people what it is. Uh, I mean, like we didn't say it's going to be a horror show. Uh, this is a richly scented candle. And you say, well, what scent could make him so unhappy? And it <laughs> is pineapple pizza. <laughs> oh. Hey, I think, I think since it's to your friends, it's so nice. You should at least take one big whiff of it. One big whiff. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's so funny. Uh, If you're on, if you're on Spotify, basically he smelled his candle, his pineapple scented candle. I be glad that don't travel through through YouTube or Apple Podcasts. Because it doesn't, just to be clear, it doesn't smell just like pineapple. That would be fine. Ham. (laughs) Yeah, pineapple and rotten ham. Ham. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. But here's also hilarious. His his game room now is going to smell like that right now since he opened it. (laughs) Like a delicious pizzeria. These quite a bit. I just want to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next. Oh, my gosh. Next, we've got oh, we've got a we've got a shirt here. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna not. Okay, oh, your official love... fanboy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, we got one too. Woo-hoo. I'm not gonna strip down and put it out here. I actually wore a special shirt. This is like a preview for for later in the show. Let's see if I can see if I can get it here. It's not Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Tower. I agree. Right. I now agree, and I yeah, understand. I, I I love everything about this shirt except for how much it smells like pineapple pizza. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great bonus. Oh, here we got the hateful eight. The the other greatest c- Christmas movie of all time. Beautiful, and you know what? I actually just i uh, I heard you talking about it, um, and I. <laughs> I actually watched it this season as part of my mm-hmm. Christmas movie-a-thon, but yep. it has joined my Christmas regimen. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, dude. We got, oh, the great Dalmati. I don't know. Tell me. Tell yeah, me so that is a, a super fun card game. I know that you you play board games and stuff with your family. Yeah. Um, that's a really stuff. one to, it, it's an easy one to pick up and play, and it's really, really fun. Um, uh, it, so, gosh, it's hard, it's hard to explain. I'll, I'll explain it to you offline. Uh, okay. It's going to be like really stilted and like I'm I'm going to be terrible at explaining it on the podcast, but it's a really fun game that I've had a lot of fun with. Now, so. Is it a collectible game or is it or the? No, whole no, game? no. It's that's the set, and okay. it, it was actually made by Richard Garfield, the guy who made yeah. uh, Magic: The Gathering. Did you guys play Mad? Uh, I know. Oh Mad. yeah, I was huge into it. My Eric? friend tried, but I felt like he was making up rules as he goes, and I got really irritated. <laughs> He's like, well, you can't turn That's the awesome. land this way, and you can't do this card, and you can't do that. I'm like, well, then why am I playing this? Because I, I just can't seem to enjoy this. So I, I was in it for maybe a sec. I did my foot in it, basically. <clears throat> oh, man. Look at this. That is incredible. Ooh, yeah, buddy. Oh, dude. So I have, I think I have five different models of CDI, actually. Yeah. And is a terrible thing to say like right like the least attractive thing i've said so far but uh, <laughs> but that is awesome i do not have this game that is incredible we got so for audio listeners zelda wand of gamelon part mm -hmm. of the unholy trilogy of zelda games yes yes so nintendo licensed out its properties after the deal with sony fell apart for the nintendo playstation ended up making a deal with uh Phillips, and there was a set of Nintendo properties that got games on the CDI, and they're kind of they're kind of like so bad they're good. Oh know. yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, they're cold classics at this point. You could call them. Yeah, yeah. my friend calls them Shigeru Mita No No. <laughs> yeah, no No. Because <laughs> he, he's like he doesn't approve it, so it's a no no. <laughs> That is absolutely incredible, and and even makes up for that awful candle that that was. <laughs> I Thank hope that you. smells like pineapple pizza too. <laughs> Thank you very much, dude. Uh, you're very welcome. Very deserving. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Now you got to play it. <laughs> yeah. Why you light your candle? I have. A, <laughs> I actually have a portable CDI. It has a. Screen. Ooh, nice. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so, and and like you have like. It's like the yeah. world's first Game Boy, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it looks like if you see a picture of it, it looks like it's going to be small, but it is like, it's, it's, it's huge. This thing, you know, yeah. it's like brick. So that's awesome. What show what, who's next for pickups? Like, let's see what you guys pick. Go up. ahead. Eric. Okay. So you have to switch over to my camera. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I usually I have a watch. So. that I forgot. Yep. Boom. Okay. And I'll get All rid right. of this too. I'll put it over. So. <laughs> i love <Yes>. that <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i i did uh buy a portal i bought i bought a playstation portal i was very very curious about it uh right now this is like the uh what i call the turbo man for christmas this year no one can find it it's like it's going online for like 400 bucks and what was funny about this was this was a used one but what happened was on eBay, it popped up on my thing, and it was it was two sixty, and I just put one bid in of two sixty, and I won it. I did. <laughs> I thought That's it was awesome. like a bunch of people were gonna be like putting onto it, but I won it. 
And so I got it. Uh, what's really cool about it is it, it feels just like a PlayStation controller. It's great. It's got the haptic feedback into it and stuff like that. The only caveat I want to explain to people, do not try to go to coffee shops or hotspots. It has no web browser. So if you don't have regular internet, it will not connect. But what's great is like I can, on Christmas, I can take it over to my mother-in-law's house, hook to her Wi-Fi, and I can go remotely to my PlayStation here. And it does uh, – it's not a 4K screen. It's it's 1080p, just so you aware. But it looks amazing. And uh, I'm I'm very surprised. It's probably the best remote play thing I've ever seen so far uh, for it. Does it have its hiccups? Absolutely. It, it, mm-hmm. it Randomly stuff will freeze. Uh, fighting games at first were – when I was trying to play it, was they, it lagged horribly with MK1. But – uh, it retails to $199. I would highly suggest not going on eBay and buying them. Uh, you're not going to get lucky like I did on accident. So just wait. Sony will refill them. Uh, but it's a pretty cool little little processing machine. Uh, Hellblade. Uh, I saw the trailer at Game Awards. It got me hyped up to get it back. So I basically bought it back again so I could play it mm. again when I get the second one. Uh, so I wanted to play it again, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, this Sega game here, which I think is called Shadow Blade. I think what's it called? Shadow Blasters. Shadow, Shadow Blasters, Blasters, right? Yep. So I knew nothing about this game. Uh, I know that uh Sega has a lot of mail-ins from a long time ago. There's a lot of companies you had to mail to get games, and these are one of them. And it's pretty cool. It's four different characters. It's kind of like Power Blade. If you die, you don't get that character back, and you have to kind of go through the level. It's a. It's. It's. It's weird. It's a it's a fun game, but the walking on it is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like you're in quicksand. It's terrible, but right. pretty cool to have. It's like uh, one of the games. I feel like the Nintendo fans, maybe you know, like if you grew up with Nintendo, there are some really unique titles that only came out on Genesis. Mm-hmm. I think it's in that group of interesting things that never came to Nintendo platforms. Yeah. The little Game Boy Advance game. I did not know Ghostbusters was on the Game Boy Advance. So it's actually really, really fun. I was very, very surprised. I thought it was going to be a cheesy, a cheesy cash in. And it really wasn't. It's a really fun game. I was really surprised. They did a hell of a job on that one. Uh, if you don't know, Dolph Lundgren was the first Marvel uh, big movie person to do Marvel. And he did The Punisher. This is from 1989. It's not great. Yeah, so... When Marvel was trying to step their foot in the door, they wanted to do Spider-Man. But the, the movie people were like, uh, that's too much money. And they said, do you got any other characters you like to do? And so they threw out the Punisher and they gave him a budget for it. And it was terrible. Now, mm-hmm. what's funny about that is that, that movie was made. The next movie in line that was made after that was Blade. <laughs> so that's the, the, the jump between it. Wow. Wesley Snipes saved Marvel. <laughs> Punisher destroyed that. Marvel. That, that movie's awesome, the first one. Yeah, Blade's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the other three we had on a Wii Day at Ben's. Uh, one, uh, I will say Kyle suggested, is, is We Love Golf. It's a Capcom game, and it has Capcom, like, Chung Lee and Jill from uh, Resident Evil and I stuff. I had no golf. idea that, <laughs> that they were in that golf game. It's so interesting. And and it's made by the same people that make the, the, the Hot Shots golf. So... Pretty cool to have that. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Armageddon. 
I did not buy it for its fighting. I bought it for its Mario Kart or Mortal Kart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted it for the Mortal Kart. Uh, a bar for you. The puzzles in the game, the puzzle game in there, the Tetris game in there, is just like the uh, the Pocket Fighter for Street Fighter, and it's insane. You can do like fatalities mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Nice. And the Mario Party, not Mario Party game that I didn't have, which was uh, Fortune Street. I love it. Have you played it? No, I'm excited to play it, uh, especially oh, my kids. It is awesome. It is Nintendo and Square. Uh, Square Enix. Uh, those are the characters. And it is it is very much Monopoly. Yes. It, it is It is so fun. And it, uh, it takes away all the banking and the rolling. You know, like it, 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 it simplifies it down in that beautiful way that Nintendo can do for games. It is awesome. And... It's great across ages. I can play it with my 17-year-old or with my 11-year-old because there's a, a fair amount of luck involved and chance in just what you draw. And there's all these different stages. And as the stages change, like you have to go around and collect the different symbols and then come back to home to get a payday. It is, it is, a, it is an absolutely awesome game. It, nice. Uh, any listeners that have not played it, Fortune Street for the Nintendo Wii is a great game and a really awesome family game. Also, I would t- I highly suggest you guys because random stuff like this usually goes up in price, and I think it's one of them mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. going to go up in price in the future for sure. I, I don't see that it probably sold that well. So No, because I, I got confused. I got confused. I'm like, is this part of Mario Party? Is this not part of Mario Party? And I thought maybe they are trying something new. And so I never got it. And then I, I kicked myself in the ass. And everyone was like, dude, it's a great game. And I was like, man, I should have picked it up. Mm-hmm. I think I think if they, rather than call it Fortune Street, if they would have called it Mario something, sales Yeah, uh-huh. And um, it, is, it is a top-notch game, uh, for sure. Awesome pickup. Uh, I have to think of bar for these. Uh, I'm obsessed with guides. I'm assessed with horrible games and he knows two of them that i enjoy a lot which is jaws and fester's quest interesting note fester quest actually had a guide on nintendo did you know that they had an only mail-in and it's the most uh, valuable uh strategy guide on the nintendo it's super hard super uncommon to find uh hmm. usually goes between probably 150 to 200 hours and it's literally That's like damn. six pages I have it framed wow. on my wall over here. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's super uncommon to find. But that dude who makes these, 8-Bit Steve, they are awesome. I They're a fun read. They're fun to look at. Uh, he has really good strategies that I never knew anything about on those games because I like playing shitty games and figuring out what how they tick. Uh, but they're really, really cool. And I, I can't thank you enough for, for finishing my set of his because I have Friday the yeah. 13th. Mike Tyson's punch out and then these two. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah, to have he only those. made four. So 8-Bit Steve and I are both on uh, the um, advisory board for Old School Gamer Magazine. And uh, he and I got to talking. Um, and I didn't know that he made other guides. I've got his, I've had his uh, Friday the 13th guide for the longest time. Um, that was published through Hagen's Alley, my, pub, my publisher. But I didn't know that he had uh, Fester's Quest, Punch Out, and Jaws. So we we kind of did an exchange. I'm like, hey, I'll send you my console book. You send me uh, those, and yeah, like you know, win win. So um, I, I like I need the Punch Out guide. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I've never beat Mike Tyson. Um, 
not not for uh lack of trying um and and you know i'm i'm uh now you know 42 years old with a hand tied behind my back because my reflexes aren't what they used to be <laughs> but i'm hoping this guide will uh, give me the edge uh in actually uh you know uh it, it's definitely a, a milestone i need to hit at some point in my life yeah <clears throat> the other two I have there are Funko Pops. I know a lot of fans are not like that. We had a uh, a white elephant, and someone had them. Sub Zero actually glows in the dark. That's right up my alley, and I'm a big Mortal Kombat nut. So I uh, snatched this away from a, another guy. He got really mad because I got it on the last one. I just waited for the right time to attack him, and I got him. And they're going to go with my Mortal Kombat display with like my autograph and all that type of stuff. I do have one more, and you'll respect this too. Uh, a bar got me, and I hung him on the wall. But they're uh, Alien and Rocky IV uh, cards from back in the day, <laughs> yeah, from the '80s and '90s, and they cards. are awesome. We were upset because we looked at the Rocky IV and we were hoping they would have the robot <laughs> in there. Yeah, and they have a Happy Birthday card, and we got really excited about it. But it's just him with his party hat and his his little wife beater on, just kind yeah, of yeah, no picture out. of the freaking robot. No come on now, like come on, that's a chase card. Should have been a hologram. And then what was even funnier was we looked it up and the guy who played him has a signed graded card on there for like $99. And we were, I was like, I should buy that. I should buy it and just hang it up on the wall. I, how random is this? I, totally jogging memory. I, so I, I have an, a little arcade in my basement yeah. and Lethal Enforcer's cabinet. And I came across her, and I'm trying to think, I think it was maybe eBay auction, but like the guy who is the actor on the side art, you know, it's got that cheesy side art. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like was selling his cabinet and he was like, oh, really high because it was like side art guy's cabinet. That's frightening. That's all. You have the side art guy's cabinet? No, no. I oh, okay. I, Sorry. I misunderstood. I don't know. Mine. Mine, I, I rescued from being broken. No, yeah. I wish that'd be kind of cool, but I, insane. It was like up for sale, <laughs> and it was like side art guys, lethal enforcers. Thing. That's so funny. That's so cool. That was like my Jackson at, at the uh, the, uh, the the convention we went to. He was like, "I'm not putting no certification on this. They don't like it. I'll I'll tell them that I I signed it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. He didn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't certify. He's like, I'm not certifying this shit. <laughs> He's in amazing shape still. It's incredible. Oh, that dude is jacked. He said when I was there, he was I had a I had a something in my hand I was eating, and he's like, I wish I could have that. He's like, I'm only doing a bodybuilding competition. And he's like, but if it wasn't for that, and he's like, I'd be as fat as you right now. And he started laughing, and I was like, Did you just call me fat? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I also saw him in Phoenix when he was peeing with Ian. That was awkward too. Coming there, yelling at the top of his lungs, scaring me and Ian to death. He's like, "Whoa, I gotta piss this monster out right now!" He's like, "What are you guys doing?" He slapped us on our shoulders, and we were like, "Space between them." And then at the urinals, at the urinals, and then Ian like looked over to me, and we just kind of smiled and walked off, and that was it. That was the only situation that I've ever seen Ian or whatever. We just basically took a piss with Jax, and he just fucking ran out. He was like, he was topped up on something, a pre workout or something, but it was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all the pickups I got, though. What you all got, right. El Baro? Let's see. What do I got? What is that? Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> let me put that away. 
Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, so that's my book. Uh, but oh, no. Man. So I was a part of a couple other uh, like Secret Santas, and this was one of the coolest things that I got. Wait, uh, this you, is the. Uh, I bought. Oh, wait, what's before, up? Before you go on, I think it's a. I think uh, not everyone that listens to the podcast may know about this book. I've listened from episode one, and you've talked about the new books that you're making. Yeah. But can you can you take a moment and just like like show how gorgeous this book is like I, I feel like people don't know like what a premium product this is it is sure. absolutely incredible the amount of work you put into it like like the foiling and oh dude yeah it, did turn like, out amazing. it looks neo geo even though it's you know like like you've got instead of the dog tag the cat like you got to show some of this man <laughs> yeah sorry sorry uh listeners on spotify and apple but uh, this is YouTube exclusive. Um, so the story behind my angry cat tag, this is my cat, Bowser. Um, and uh, whenever I first took it to Kickstarter, I actually was going to use the the rabid dog tag. And that's what I had on the book. Well, uh, someone reported me. <laughs> and with like 10 days left in the uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter reached out to me and they're like, hey, uh, uh, you got a copyright strike or something like that. And they're like, you need to change that. You need to remove that stuff. And then, uh, uh, or else we're going to take down your Kickstarter and cancel it. I'm like, Ooh. oh crap. So, you know, right away I, I found a, a picture of my cat looking all angry. And then I, I actually did that illustration, uh, which turned out awesome. Yeah, uh, and he's, he's my mascot now. Like I, I love that that happened. Like it's, it's so much better with the cat tag than the dog tag. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this is all like uh, foiled and and uh, embossed as well. So this is actually sunk in, but it's matte. Um, like it's got a matte feel to it, so it's like soft. It's freaking awesome. But uh, and then gilded foiling on the pages. It's incredible. Yeah, which is really nice. Um, oh yeah, so this is, dude. I I don't think you I've ever told you about this, but I had a Kickstarter backer reach out to me. Um. This book was bound backwards. Oh, look at that! Oh, this yeah, edition. Yeah, so so I one have to like one. turn it upside down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I reached out to him. I'm like, dude, I want that book. Can we exchange, please? Please send that back to me. So he did. <laughs> I should yeah. have sent you my special edition bite sleep. Oh yeah, the one that someone took a bite out of the freaking uh, <laughs> slipcase ridiculous but yeah um so like obviously there have been just like hundreds upon hundreds thousands literally consoles that have existed over the history of video games and i started research just as a you know as a console collector i started research uh just to see how much was out there and i kept coming across more and more that i didn't know existed so i took it upon myself i was going to make a guide for myself and like you know collect because i i feel like and this is where you know these collecting books are, are kind of a passion to me i think whenever you're collecting if you don't have a goal in mind then you're just spinning your wheels so if you don't know exactly what's out there then you know you're you're really handicapping yourself as a collector um because yeah you, you're always going to come across stuff that you don't know about but you know putting together a book or or whatever reading books and educating yourself is really beneficial to being a collector 
So whenever I did research, I noticed that not one there wasn't one um, uh, source out there that had everything. Everyone had pieces and parts, but no no one place you could go to had everything. So I, I took it upon myself to do that. And that's what this book is. And I mean, obviously, like uh, it, it's hard to kind of categorize them. I, I, I broke them down into 12 categories, which is a miracle. Um, that took a long time in and of itself, but, uh, yeah, I just tried to find the best pictures that I could. Um, if I didn't have a picture, then I took a picture myself of my own console in a light box. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, 460 pages. It's got uh, a visual component in the front. That's kind of like coffee table esque. And then an encyclopedia type index of like information on all these consoles. Um, and then in the back, a whole bunch of bonus stuff like uh, doctors laying on uh, pool tables and, and whatnot. Oh. And, and like, I mean, people might know about different Nintendo consoles, mm -hmm. even the consoles, but like this d dies down into early Pong things. You got like, yeah, duck. you like you go deep into into the things that are out there. And yeah, uh, I mean, like, you know, there's a platform, uh, for example, card called the MSX, and that was a Microsoft computer standard. It wasn't popular in the United States, so we don't really know about it, but it was really popular over in Europe and Japan and in Korea. Um, and <coughs> one of the really interesting um, brands of consoles is the Zemix, which, you know, who's heard of that? Uh, that's a Korean MSX, and they've got all sorts of really interesting-looking consoles. So it's just really cool to see uh, what, what all is out there. Um, and it's in this one concise book, which is available right now if you want to purchase it at uh, um, premiumeditiongames.com or my own website, vgcollectorguide.com, if you want a signed copy. Yeah, like with the analog duo that just came out, you could like mm -hmm. see what all the original. There's so many different PC engines and PC yeah. engine duo and duo R. Yeah, I love it, man. Congratulations. I'm Thank so you very much. forward to the how many pages? You said it's like 35 pages or 40 pages, your your video game guide, or what is it up to 50 pages now? Or well, what are you talking about? Yeah, your upcoming books that, that oh my upcoming book is is four volumes. And it's almost 2,400 pages. Oh, 2,400. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Like more than, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get your <laughs> shelf ready. <laughs> Get your shelf ready. That's funny. Nice. Yeah, it's almost 2,400 pages across four volumes. Um, and that's, uh, I, I can't thank, you know, the doctor enough for uh, his attention to detail and um, his, uh, um, how'd you put it? Anal retentive, uh, ways oh, yeah. of, of, uh, pouring over and, and scrutinizing things. It's, it's very necessary for me to have a second set of eyes like his, uh, to be able to, um, look at it so that it, it definitely makes my product better. It um, borders on pathologic. That's for sure. Hey, and I keep it coming, brother. Keep it coming. All right. My pickups. Uh, so I'm part of a couple other, uh, secret Santa groups and, um, uh, I thought this was really cool because I was actually part of the PlayStation Underground at one point, but I never got the very first thing that PlayStation Underground put out. It was a uh, CD set, and it's got all sorts of like videos that are just like you know, it's a time capsule. Like I love looking at all those like '90s, you know, like 
guys with blonde hair and freaking jean vests and you know Jenko jeans uh, yeah yes <laughs> uh certified here i still rock a pair of Jenko jeans I love do it. you really oh that's yeah. awesome i wish i had a pair kids are- well if i had a pair it wouldn't fit right now but <laughs> i feel i feel that you were a system of the down guy i'm just gonna say that right now <laughs> i definitely was i, I um, was uh I I had I had a black pair and I wore them out so bad they almost turned into shorts. Like I ripped <laughs> the whole bottoms of them off. Man, awesome. if you've never worn a pair of Django jeans, they are they're comfy, man. Comfy. They so really are. Pair. You can like put a Super Nintendo in the back pocket. Hundred percent, literally. All right, so games that I picked up lately, and I, I'm actually kicking myself because I've got my analog pocket. Uh, I picked up the orange spice one. Uh, but it's not within reach. So um, that's one of my pickups in the last couple of weeks. But one of the games that, um, and this this uh, publisher continues to do this to me, Nicholas. They come out with all these games that I've never heard of before. Crystal Crisis is a uh, p- uh, puzzle game that has uh, characters from all sorts of Nicholas games, like my guy Isaac here. He's in the game. Um, you can kind of, you know, like think of super puzzle fighter where like, you've got the characters on either side and then you playing the puzzle game. Um, I finally, man, I ordered this months and months and months ago from uh, play Asia, but, um, I'm a huge schmup fan. Um, and I got, uh, don't untouch you side Dio or Diojo, not Sai Diojo. That's the sequel to this one. But this is an incredible game. Um, bullet Hell Shooter. What is And your, then, is what's that? Shooter? My what? favorite shooter? Off the cuff. Uh, probably uh, Mushihime Sama Futari. Yeah. yeah. Jamestown. For Bug me. Princess. <laughs> Jamestown's mine. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I've got one more. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this game, but uh, I think there's actually an English uh, um, like eShop release. But uh, this is called RPG Time. Oh, I don't know that one. No, no, yeah, no either. Dude, look it up. So uh, when when you talk like handcrafted visuals, like everything is like in pencil and like handmade, and it's just crazy. Like it is a really crazy, really cool, unique game on the Switch. Um, if you want to check that out, but yeah, those are my pickups. Cool. Nice man. Oops, wrong button. All right, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right, is there a button Since to get rid of pineapple pizza because uh, that would no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we do, can go I... to this other view if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one game for you guys that you guys are big Turbo fans, and I thought I'd let you guys know about it, too, because okay. I forgot it. Oh, and that that reminds me of, a, of, of something, too. I've got it right here, maybe while he's gone. I picked up so, one other two. Turbo. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I picked up hey. and Magic 3 on the Turbo Duo. So this was this was back. It's a, it's, um, it's a later release. Um, and I'm trying to think it is a TTI distributed release. Yeah, I don't, I, I was just going to say, I don't like the TTI design. Like I hate it. Yeah. So a lot of these, you know, like, uh, were predominantly mail order, but, uh, Might Magic 3 had, had a map 
with it. And the map mm. is always absolutely toasted. And, and, yeah. and um, it was a, a late evening after work and I uh, scrolled through eBay and I had a save search and someone put up a, a might and magic with a, with a best offer. And I threw out what I thought was kind of a crazy offer and they just took it. They didn't, they didn't even counter offer. And it was like, oh. that's awesome. Uh, so a game I've been looking for for a long time. And, uh, and that was one closer. I'm down to one turbo uh, duo game, one turbo CD game and one cue card game for completing case. Sets. Uh, well, I think I can guess the turbo graphics game. What's the turbo CD game. So the tur- the Turbo Graphics is of course Magical Chase, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I ended up ended up finally um, uh, getting it down just just to that one, but that'll be a long time coming. The, the uh, last Turbo CD or Turbo Duo game is one called Dynastic Hero. Yeah, Dynastic. Yep. But uh, I've I've slowly chipped away at a few of the other ones, terraforming or super air zonk, and now my. How long ago did you pick up Tonma? I, I remember you needing that one for the longest. Yeah, time. I was down to two for a long time, and I was in a turbo group, and a guy unearthed his collection and decided he was going to sell it from. So I'm the second owner, wow. and um, he he posted in the group, and he was asking like, "What is stuff worth?" And he got a bunch of comments, and I messaged him. And I said, hey, you know, I'm interested in that. And I also got uh, Shockman. And I gave, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a copy of Shockman, and, but it was one that our mutual friend drew. Um, yeah. I thought he would really like because it's it's a little bit Mega Man-esque. Maybe, now, if there's a huge Shockman yep. fan shaking their monitor in anger right now, I'm sorry. Or <laughs> they're screaming at their podcast. But there there's some similarities. And so pick that up for our mutual friend Drew. And he gave me a, 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 a very good deal because it had the original manual and the and the Hue card. And it's one of the later releases that never came in a case. So mm-hmm. it was a box with a plastic tray and then the yeah. Hue card and the manual. So I have uh, like some custom cases that are made for all those later releases. Yeah. One, I, I this just got an English translation and I wanted it for a while. And uh, it's called War of the Dead. Turbo Reproductions did that, and they they finally got the English translation for this. So it's basically like a zombie apocalypse RPG, and basically mm. you're dealing with a you, you have to basically upgrade your stuff. You have to do survival stuff, and you have to build up your weapons and food and ammo and all that type of stuff. But uh, it never had a uh, an English release, so no. they. Turbo, I came up, I was really excited because he had Mega Man, and I was like, maybe I'll pick those up. And then I saw that, and I've been, I, I, I hate to say, it, Happy Console Gamer was talking about it. And uh, then randomly, this English translation came up. So uh, it was, cool. I think it was 60 bucks. And they do an awesome job, by the way. I never had any of their stuff, but they like 3D printed the middle. Oh, See yeah. right there? Yeah. The and train. then the actual oh. card itself. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. If you're in the in the <laughs> zombie horror and RPGs, this is Rap Your Alley. I always wanted to try it. So very nice. I thought I'd bring it up to you. Can we take a moment to celebrate that Samurai Showdown CD? Um, the, uh, Samurai Showdown. Oh, uh, RPG. Yeah. Had a oh. fan. It's been in the works for so long, and c- congratulations to the people that put in the work for it. Seriously. On a work for that, but. 
uh, Samurai Showdown RPG, which was a Neo Geo CD exclusive. Mm -hmm. Input like fighting moves to do your attacks in an RPG. And the amount of text and everything uh, has has kept this game from English uh, availability. And it, there's been a long time, you know, pe people working on it, but just recently became available. Super yeah. cool. Uh, on on that subject, do you have a game that is in your wish list that you? I mean, because obviously that one that one was a big one for a lot of people. They wanted to see that fan translated and that ROM available for for English uh, consumption. Uh, do you have one that? Um, uh oh, we we lost we lost our uh, our podcast mate, but um, <laughs> often left the building. Yeah, I saw him freeze, so we'll we'll have to just uh, give him a minute. But where I was going with that is, is there something that you uh, want yeah. to see fan translated? I actually, since since he's doing it, actually, it's a Saturn game, and I have the Japanese release. Let me grab it. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, I gotta be I gotta be sure I don't show a bunch of butt crack or something. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll lose subscribers. <laughs> or gain them. Yeah, well, that would that would be unusual. <laughs> hey, sex sells, dude. Coffin is one hundred percent cussing of a storm right now. <laughs> oh, here he is. What's gonna happen? I knew it. <laughs> we were we were just saying Coffin is one hundred percent cussing up a storm. Hundred <laughs> Here's what happened, you guys. Like you guys stop like this, like, and I'm like, are they talking to me? And I'm like waiting and waiting, and then like I thought maybe your internet connection went out because the, the your freaking little thing on the bottom was still going, and yeah. I was like, okay, we're good. What is going on? I was wait, and then nothing was happening, and then I hit refresh, and I'm like, it's fucking me. It's fucking me. <laughs> Ibarra, you and I should have planned in advance that we should like have texted and frozen and just watched his reaction. Next just, time, next time. Yeah, and know, now, and now he's gonna wonder if it's that, if it's real or not. <laughs> so let's start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably leave. That'd probably be hundred percent. So uh, Dude, what I was asking, happen. what I was asking the doc is, uh, is there? Something and actually, you too. Is there a number one want on your list that you want to see fan translated? Die Hard on the uh, the Turbo Graphics because yeah, I want to figure weird. out how to beat that damn game. Because you get to the third level, you have to go through like a puzzle thing, and I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Good one. Nice. This is uh, this is one that um, it's in process, but it's um, it's a game called Yeah. I I I. I, I you you had it back there, and I I saw the the front cover, and I knew that's what uh, you had picked up. Yep. So, um, for those that don't know, Princess Crown is very much like a like a vanillaware game. So think yeah. of like Dragon's Crown, um, um, <clears throat> Odin Sphere. Yeah, Odin Sphere is awesome. It is this gorgeous two D animated side scrolling uh, kind of action game. And it is exactly the sort of game that Working Designs would have brought over mm -hmm. amidst some of the great games that they did. And I would love to see a fan translation and then like a pseudo Working Designs physical release. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, th you know, when you think about who 
we 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 know a mutual friend, uh, Pipe Dream Games, who is doing some awesome yeah. stuff. And I would love to see a Pipe Dream Games uh, Princess Crown. Yeah, his his work is incredible. It's it awesome. Is. Um, there is one clear game that that and it's been in the works, and I have no idea. I need to look at and see what the progress is if if it's stagnated or or whatever. But uh, Sega Gaga, that game needs to have an English release. Japan thinks that the only people that are Sega fans are Japanese. Fuck you, Sega. Gosh damn it. I the want that game. Fan. I want to play that game. I'm a Sega fan. <laughs> I, I thought you Jeez. were going to say the the other game that you really wanted the English translation for. What's that? Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, you mean like a translation, like a remake, like a good game? Like make it a good game? So you're saying Kojima doesn't do good games? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that Kojima put his fucking F team on the on that game. That's what happened. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, I love that when uh, you guys had had it where you had each other play stuff that you made him play it again. That was uh, <laughs> That was that, that was mistake. cruel and unusual punishment. He makes a mistake because he told me that he never had those games. So I told Ben, I was like, whenever one comes in, and you're lucky because this year you would have got the collector's edition of it that has like the audio CD with the uh, with all the soundtrack and all the all the extra bells and whistles. Mm. And Ben was like, I can't do this to him anymore. I can't. I can't let him. I can't let you do this to him. So he's like, you're denied from buying this. <laughs> I'm just. I'm a tortured Castlevania fan, and that just that game reminds me every time I see it that that's the last thing that castlevania fans got except got for maybe stain. an apple arcade and and in a pachinko machine like come on man you got blood stain that's a good that's a good win not the same <coughs> I want my belt all on. right speaking speaking of christmas uh our abara and i have the movies uh i took uh abara to the 35th anniversary of die hard at the theater uh yeah. we went to twin creek uh, I was telling Jeff about it when I saw it. I was like, dude, it's coming back. So I asked him if he didn't see it. He said, no, I haven't seen it. So I was like, this is going to be the perfect perfect one for episode 20 and also to hear his review of it because he was laughing his ass off the entire time. Oh, so. dude, the one-liners, man. And the, the one that really fucking got me, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like cussing now, but – um. Uh, the one that really got me is whenever uh, he's like on the emergency radio and he's like, what do you think I'm trying to do? Order a fucking pizza or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> so good, man. Oh. <laughs> and so you just feel his frustration. So we thought we let Abar give his book report on it and then we'll give our, our feelings on it. So the way it works is we have our own five rating so you can make your own five rating. Mine is all in the reflexes. He has his. I buy that for a dollar, and you yeah. can put your five as well. Nice. Yeah. So um, this this movie, one the first and foremost, like you know, when you're when you're talking about a movie that's celebrating its 35th anniversary, obviously it's an old movie. Um, we're not young anymore, uh, but like. It's crazy because, like, you go in with these preconceived notions that it's going to be like it, 
it's not going to age well. Well, that's not the case for for Die Hard. Having never seen it before, you know, um, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know like all, all the the beats of the movie. But man, they, it's it's so well directed. The pacing is awesome. The character uh, development is amazing. Um, and it aged so well. I mean, like if if this movie didn't exist before and it came out this year, it'd be a blockbuster. <laughs> you 100%. know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. you know, maybe with different actors, obviously. But uh, I, I well, you know, maybe it wouldn't have worked without Bruce Willis and and uh, Professor Snape, whatever his name is. I can't remember Rickman, <laughs> Alan Rickman. Yep. Um, but it's just incredible. Like, uh, it, it's so well done, and like. I, there were, I, I didn't know what to expect in like, uh, <laughs> especially whenever he ran into the guy and then like uh, Hans Gruber's acting like he's just a scared, um, lost uh, hostage. Uh, hostage. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that, that was hilarious to me, but so frustrating knowing that, you know, he's, he's right there. Just fuck shoot him. <laughs> so I got to yeah. ask you, having just gone through it is die hard. A Christmas movie. A hundred percent, Zach. One hundred percent. We got into kind of a feud this weekend. I, I, I kind of let we kind of, he was saying in the context that basically, oh, because it has a Christmas trader, that, that means it's a Christmas movie. Or like he was saying like themes, like he was like themes of things. He's like, so if they're having turkey, so technically it would be a Thanksgiving movie. And we were just like, Man, well, literally uh, it's yeah. a terrorist Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like, dude, it's got it's it it's one during Christmas. He's there for a Christmas party. There's Christmas music all over the place. The soundtrack is made up. Yes, of- yeah. So yes, it it is an unorthodox Christmas movie, but it is a Christmas movie. And let's not forget his wife's name is Holly. Is Holly? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that at the time, but someone pointed that out to me, and yeah. It, Clearly, they were thinking about that, and um, you know, Zach, his his whole argument falls apart. I asked him if how if Home Alone was a Christmas movie. He doesn't think it is, so he's just on another planet. How about Gremlins? That's he said uh, that too. Never he said seen that it. too, and I said yes. Oh, I've never seen Gremlins. Coffee. You'll love it. Getting the rotation as far as stuff that he that he has to watch. We're slowly yeah. dipping him in. We're slowly <laughs> dipping him in, like. I've got a lot I, of catching up to do. I literally have a wall back there of movies that I go through <laughs> to pick out for him. So yeah. he goes, I mean, everything you set up is on that wall for sure. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it should surprise no one at this point. Uh, you know, if you've listened to this, you know, if even a few episodes of this podcast that uh, you name the movie that I should have seen. And I probably haven't seen it. Yep. Just how I grew up. It's gotta be kind of fun though. Like you have this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I mean, on I felt, dude, going to Die Hard in the theater in 2023, having never seen it before. How many people would just pay shit tons of money to be able to see it for the first time again? Oh, like yeah. now, I felt so privileged. Like, I like that was not parent. lost on me. That was not lost on me. I felt like a proud parent taking to his son to a movie that he saw as a kid. <laughs> the whole entire time I was telling my wife, Melissa, I'm like, I can't wait to see his reaction afterwards. He's just going to love this movie and it's going to be great. I was, and it's, dude, I was laughing out loud and just like excited throughout the entire thing. It was so good. 
the the other funny thing was was like Melissa was like, what if he hates it? And I was like, I was like, there's no way, there's no way this is gonna happen. <laughs> so so what's your rating? Oh, it's uh, I mean, if I could go higher than five out of five, I'd buy that for a dollars. Then it would be, but it's definitely a solid five out of five. My my context on it is is that it's the first I was telling him it's the first action movie I've ever seen where it looks like someone got the shit kicked out of him. Like in real life, this would really happen if they. I, I, yeah, I know there's a lot of things he yeah jumping through vents and stuff like that. I don't think that's happening. But what was funny was is that I'm actually fluent in German, so Melissa's like asking me <clears throat> questions on what they're saying, and, and like they're literally saying everything they say in English is the same thing they say in German, which was hilarious. So like they're saying "shoot the glass," and then he's like "shoot the glass," and I'm like, "See, they're translating it right there." <laughs> but I I think it's I think it's it's it was fun because my wife Melissa's just like him. He's she's never seen any of the pop culture movies ever. So for her to watch it, she was really excited to see him watch it. And I think it's the perfect Christmas movie. I do. I honestly think that you have to watch it. Like I just did the violent night just came out. And that one is another one that's added to my list of crazy freaking movies. And I think it's, it's, we have to show him part two next part two has Mm -hmm. to be done next, but uh, I would give it all the reflexes five out of five. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Natalie, actually came with us, too. She had never seen it before, and she enjoyed the hell out of it, too. And she's not, like, you know, the quintessential uh, action movie fan. So, if you know, that that speaks volumes. If she enjoyed it, and she thinks it's a Christmas movie, too. Zach. One more thing, Game Doc. Did you know that it's the Carl Weathers uh, multiverse? <laughs> no, tell me. So he he was in L.A., all that craziness happened, so then he moves to Chicago, where he becomes Family Matters. <laughs> He's oh, literally playing Carl the same Carl character. Carl Winslow, Winslow. Carl yeah. Winslow, yep. He's literally playing the same character through the entire movie. Oh, <laughs> through the yeah, movie to the transition. We're going to do, like, the, the Predator handshake with Carl Weathers, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Carl Winslow. Yes. Excuse me. I said the same thing. Yeah. In the movie. Like, yeah, it's Carl Weathers. I have, like, those two I get... I hate it, like because they they're pretty much really <laughs> close to names, so it drives me nuts. Yeah, well, I uh, Die Hard is uh, it's the first rated R movie I ever let my kids watch, um, mm. and uh, it's become a tradition. Like we watch it every year, and we take a yeah. picture, like at some point during the movie, <laughs> when Hans Gruber falls, or when mm-hmm. he's in, uh, you know, when he turns on the lighter in in the ducks. Yeah. Uh, and so we're one of the discussions around the dinner table this year has been like, what's going to be the scene that we take a family picture during, but it's, it's a really fun movie, right? Like um, there are light moments where you laugh and there's mm. great action, right? Like the pacing is really good. Yes. The villain is uh, believable. And I love the Christmas uh, tone, which is, works so well like you would think that maybe it'd be like pineapple and pizza and not go together but um but instead it, it actually works really well so. oh oh we lost we lost him for a second oh he's back <laughs> sorry but oh man sorry we lost you technical difficulties I'm sorry we call it we call it the day coulier we call it the cut it out <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give it five out of five yippee-ki-yays all right all right Love that movie. 
So since since we got you on here and you have like a million dollars sitting behind you right now, like a bazillion dollars, we thought it would be a fun topic for you because same thing when we did with Courtney with his PC gaming, a lot of people don't really know about Neo Geo collecting. A lot of collectors know about it. Everyone's kind of afraid of it when they see it. We just had Neo Geo games get dropped off at Ben's and everyone's face Mm -hmm. when they picked them up and looked at them. It's hilarious because everyone does the same thing. They pick them up. Oh, that's five hundred dollars. Let me just put that back right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to get your mindset on on collecting for it. What maybe would be beneficial for someone that's starting collecting the OGO, and also uh, maybe some things that they may not know, like certain games, certain things they may not know about the OGO. I know, like like you guys in Turf Masters, you and Rodolfo's War over yep. Turf Master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so I think the first thing to know, right, this is a contemporary of like the Super Nintendo and Genesis. So when those games were out, whenever a game would come from the arcade to the home console, there would usually be downgrades expected, right? And you would occasionally get a really great port like Street Fighter 2. I think they did an amazing job porting the arcade to the home but then you can have uh, you can have terrible arcade to home ports like Time Killers on the Genesis. Yeah. Right. Um, so you would never know quite what you were going to get, except for the Neo Geo, which um, was an ar- arcade system that was the uh, MVS. These were cabinets that would have multiple games in them, and the home ports are identical. I mean, gameplay wise, they're identical. And um, it's not that you can take the game from inside the arcade cabinet and put it into a home system. There were actually uh, two different versions of the Neo Geo. So the MVS is the arcade version. This was um, arcade cartridges that you would put in, and there were, uh, you know, uh, different slots. So there was up to six slots that could be where six different cartridges could go in the system. And at the time of release... The arcade, the MVS carts were actually more expensive. And when they made a home version, they didn't want arcade operators to go and buy the home version cart and put it in their arcade system. And so even though the chips Dang. and the programming on the on the home carts is the same, it's it's two PCBs or these hefty carts, right? When you when mm-hmm. you're talking about lifting up the games. They are, they are meaty, right? These are bigger than like VHS tapes. Yeah. And um, the home cartridges have artwork, whereas the uh, arcade cartridges just had kind of a generic label because they're inside the cabinet. Yeah, Eric, Eric's holding one there and you can just see and like compare that to like the size of a Genesis cartridge. It's like... Do you have um, a banana for scale? My head for scale. Look at this. Well, that yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so the, um, the awesome thing is that gameplay was identical. Now, the not awesome thing is that the home system was ridiculously expensive. You know, at a time, yeah. a Super Nintendo system would be, you know, $200 and you get two controllers and you get a pack-in Mario game. To get the two controllers in a pack-in game for the Neo Geo it was like $600. And individual games for the home system were 150 to $200. Mm-hmm. So, and we're uh, talking like early nineties dollars. Yeah. So it's like almost $300 basically per game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you scale this up. Uh, it was just not affordable. 
And mm -hmm. so I, I had, a, I had uh, growing up, my first system, this was actually not an NES. I actually had, uh, the, I had a Super Nintendo first. Really? Yeah. I always Surprising. Nintendo at, at my at my friend's house. Um, yeah, but then my first was a Super Nintendo, and I would subscribe to EGM, and I would always drool over all the Neo Geo games mm -hmm. and play them in the arcade. But I knew I could never have a system. Yeah. And um, so when it came time to to start collecting, when I was in medical school, and my wife said, "You need a hobby because you're hitting imbalanced with work." That the top thing on the list was always, "What if I could find a Neo Geo?" And I would always thought like it would be great to have like a, an English system, like the kind that I would have bought like if I could have somehow, yeah. and and find one in the box, and then find English games like I would have maybe seen at a store or ordered. I don't speak or read Japanese, uh, and if you put a Japanese uh, game into an English system, it plays in English. And if mm -hmm. you put an English game into a Japanese system, it plays in Japanese. Now there's nowadays there's region mods and there's video yeah. mods things, but I kind of just thought it would be amazing to find a um, a Neo Geo system. And so being being the type A nearly pathologic person that I am, what I did was I wrote uh, a script that searched the United States Craigslist for Neo Geo. And so every day I would get I would get dumps from all of Craigslist uh, for any post that mentioned Neo Geo, and sure enough, one day someone posted a complete in box U.S. Neo Geo AES the home system English home system with four games, and uh, they posted it for one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! And wow. Uh, and I reached out and I said, "Listen, uh, I'm nowhere close to you." Uh, you're like eight or nine hours away from me, and I would, I'm, I would almost just drive to you. He said, "Oh, don't do that! Like, why don't I just sell it to you and you pay pay for it with some PayPal?" And I was like, "That's amazing, but I don't want you to wreck this." And he triple boxed it and sent it to me, and that's kind of what kicked it off. Absolutely um, incredible. These um, the games that are up here, they're all English, and um, there are some fan made ones, but. Almost all of the ones that are back there are uh, legit English releases. But that's one of the things that I would maybe tell an early collector is that an English game and a Japanese game, the packaging is different, but the game itself is not different. Mm -hmm. And just like we said, the home carts, while they have cool <laughs> box art and cool cart art and come with a manual, the gameplay is no different than the MDS cart. And so if, if I were starting first, I would play some ROMs and see if I actually like the Neo Geo stuff. You know, there's some incredible 2D fighters. There's a, there's a great variety of things. Not a lot of RPGs, I would say, you know, we talked about the one RPG that, yeah, that would be the case, but um, there is a really cool library and the graphics and the gameplay are just mind blowing. When you think of it as being a contemporary of the super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. Well the, the thing that was always stunning to me and my my first exposure to the Neo Geo wasn't the AES like, you know, uh, it, most most people's exposure to Neo Geo was the MVS, the multi-video system, obviously, because it was in the arcades. Yep, mine too. Back when arcades were a thing. But uh, I mean, the, the Neo Geo that I, I would always play on was actually in a grocery store 
uh, Safeway and my, my mom would go grocery shopping and I would sit there just camp in front of the, the Neo Geo. Every once in a while, she'd kick me a quarter or two. But uh, a lot of times I would just watch the attract mode, <laughs> just just sit there and watch. Um, yeah. So Neo Geo's got a, a special uh, place in my heart for sure. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. Where, where what were you saying right before we're I talking, interrupted you? How it's basically good looking, like the the. Oh actual. yeah, that, that's what it was. So the thing that's stunning about Neo Geo games, like first, uh, the first thing you notice is the scaling. Oh, like yeah. the scaling in and out, like where, you know, these huge, these sprites that are like far away from you, if you get closer together, then it, it zooms in. Like, it's so cool. And there's nothing like that on the home, uh, a home system back in those days. The sprites are huge too, because like when I saw earthquake for the first time, mm -hmm. I was like, Jesus, yeah, he's huge. Yeah. dude. Also, I don't know who, who their, who their people they had working on there, their pixel art, is the best looking Unbelievable. ever. Unbelievable. Ever. Oh, yeah. No distinguishment of it. It's just crazy because it's funny because the Samurai Showdown, that intro is in my head for life when I first saw it. Because yeah. the first one I saw is really funny. They had an RC, you know those wood, you know those wood ones you used to make and they used to race them? They actually yeah, had a yeah. place where you could race mm -hmm. those. No. They had a Neo Geo cabinet there that the, the owner had. And he had, he had Metal Slug, Samurai Showdown, uh, Ghost something, and then uh, ghost pilots. Uh, yeah, ghost pilots, and then art of fighting. Yeah, and that whole intro where he's cutting through the the lanterns. I was like, dude, this is nuts. And I'm a fighter <laughs> nut, and every great fighting game is on there. Like, and I obsessed about it because I'm such a big fighter fan. And I'm like, man, all these cool fighters I never knew nothing about. Oh yeah, <sighs> the last blade. This yeah. is a weapon-based combat fighter. Favorite Aru, Mark of the Wolves. My first exposure, mm -hmm. I, we would go to a pizzeria um, after like a church group, like um, like after church, we would go to this pizzeria and it's, it's a place called Devani's Pizzeria, which might be regional. I'm sure it is. Uh, but they had a Neo Geo multi-cabinet and there I was exposed to Samurai Showdown. And yeah, dude. Just, um, you know, the art and the, the, the weapon-based combat and you know, it was kind of in, in the, the blood. Uh, bit of Mortal Kombat, so there was some violence too, mm. you know, like characters would bleed or you could, you know, um, there were kind of final moves and oh, just, just awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, that on the side cat was on Iconic. the side cabinet. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I loved it, seeing it and then to think that you could have home games that were that way. It just never seemed like a reality to me until mm -hmm. I found that. And then that just kicked it off looking for games. And I'm uh, very frugal. Um, like, um, so I love finding a deal. And yeah. I love nice things, though, too. And so I've gradually just chiseled away. But now I'm down to the place where I'm only missing a few. And the um, the price curve is really exponential. Um, you know, you so... And what's Neo the Geo. what's the unobtainium on the the console? Oh yeah, so no I mean, slug, like, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, so there's one called uh, Kazuna Encounter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's one for sale right now. You could go online and buy it at Neo. Wasn't it like thirty grand or something? No, it was oh, more than no, that, forty grand or something. Honestly, what the prices you just said, it would be sold pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was. Yeah. yeah. We're, 
we're talking we're talking a lot okay. even 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 more than that and and there's many games in the english aes library that are in the five digit price range yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that that's that really stings but i think back to if let's say that you were just thinking about like wow this sounds cool I love sprite art or I didn't get exposed to, to those games and I want to check them out. So I'd first start with, emulation, right. There's so many great emulation things now that can emulate Neo Geo very well. I think then if uh, you were thinking about getting into collecting Neo Geo CD is one option. I'm not as big of a fan. There are load times. That's, that's the key thing. One thing though, Polymega all load times are gone and it plays just like the, the actual cartridges. Yeah. And some Neo Geo CD games actually had orchestrated soundtracks or where uh, instead of the, the, the chip tunes, they're, they're CD soundtracks. That's usually for the later releases. It's I didn't know that releases that had that, but some, there are some CD releases that actually have features that the, um, that the uh, uh, carts don't with that said, it's, even absent load times, it's not perfect because there's times when the disc has to change tracks. And um, so yeah. a, a lot of times it's very good, especially if it's a lower meg game. But for some of the later games, it's a little bit less than perfect. So then if you said, uh, listen, I either don't want to deal with the, the CD or I love cartridges because I, I do. I mean, you know, yeah. Nintendo, Genesis. Um I would start collecting with arcade carts and you can get, um, you can still get a lot of those for a very good deal. Um, you can, uh, and although they don't look particularly fancy, they kind of look like VHS tapes. They yeah, very much so. Label, they just have a text label on the end, but there are consoleized <laughs> MPS consoles. I have one called the Omega. That and, is awesome. Uh, yeah. And, and it looks a lot like a real Neo Geo, but it's a consoleized mvs player so you just put the cartridge in that and it and it and it works um did you did you hear about their uh new bluetooth uh controllers they just made oh yeah is it a bit or uh no the, that company is making uh bluetooth like the the the, the round clicker ones i don't mm. know if they're a bit dough but i know that they it, it's supposed to be like there's no lag to it or nothing oh that's awesome and and you know, Neo Neo Geo, the 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 home system came with joysticks. You know, we were used to control pads, but uh, the Neo Geo AS came with these you know big size joysticks. Think ball top joysticks with four buttons, and that was just great. The Neo Geo CD later on came with the clicky stick, and mm -hmm. uh, there's certainly fans fans of that as well. Please, um, I think let's say you wanted to do Neo Geo AS because you're a little bit crazy. Um, then I think I would decide if, if you're okay with Japanese releases, knowing again that the Japanese releases are going to have the same, uh, a lot of the same art, um, uh, and they're going to play the same. They'll play in English on, on a system and they will be sometimes uh, an order of magnitude cheaper, or then you can dive off the deep end like I have, um, and, and end up picking up uh, Neo Joey. AES English games. Mm -hmm. But the thing there is you have to watch out for high-end counterfeits. Yeah, yeah that's scary. a lot of counterfeits. Real scary. Yeah, and and it they can be pretty good looking. 
And, um, you know, we're talking about things like, I think uh, uh, maybe a parallel for those that uh, aren't in, in the collecting arena might be something like magic cards, mm -hmm. right? Think about buying a Black Lotus, right? Well, it's it's a piece of cardboard, but it's special that it's legit and original. And, and um, even though you could get something that looks a lot like that, if it's not original, the, all the value is lost. And so finding original games with original art, with original instructions that haven't been damaged um, ends up being a, a really fun thing. And um, mm -hmm. I would never would have guessed that I could have a collection like this, but I've just chipped away at it over years where yeah. I pick up one at a time and I savor it and enjoy it and make the memory of finding it. Um, I, I don't uh, crash collect um, uh, real yeah. where I pick up a, you know, a huge amount at once. Um, I can say there have been a couple of times where that's happened, where a friend has sold me part of a collection, but even when there's been great stuff in that, I actually don't have the memory of like finding that one thing and enjoying sure. it. Um, so I, I think it's a great part of retro video gaming. It's really, there's some amazing gameplay, but you don't need to dive into English AES collecting to enjoy that. Um, but if, if you're someone that say is looking for, you know, the white whale, <laughs> oh, our boy again, he's cussing again. <laughs> hey, hey, when he comes back on, we got to freeze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on the, uh, Terra onion Neo SDs? Oh, I, I, so I, I have one. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think that it is a great way to use real hardware, um, much like um, a number of the different flashcards. And there's a dark soft flashcard, and there's the Neo SD and the Neo SD Pro. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's a good thing. What I would say though, and this is really exciting, is for a long time there's been these multi carts that are out there, and they they're yeah, oh yeah the uh -huh, yeah the freaking AliExpress ones. Yeah, but they've recently found out how to hack it. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! You don't know this. Okay. I didn't know that. No. no so, like, um, the the concern was that it's you know it's a multi card, <laughs> and you say like, oh, it doesn't have the whole library on it. No, and there's all of these like ROM hacks that you don't really want, mm. except for they figured out a way now to go in and reprogram it, and so you can get closer to like a real library. Gotcha. On one of these carts that is so much cheaper than something like a Neo SD, which is a you know an SD card based. Um, yeah. EverDrive, to so to speak. Yeah, and and uh, really like small print uh, print print run um, of, of these uh, these flashcards too. Um, you know, even at retail, you're going to pay eight hundred dollars for. I, I think I paid eight hundred dollars for my SD Pro. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm going to click on it and just freeze. <laughs> Shit, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Love it. And oh, yeah, he's he's, he's committed. He's committed. <laughs> I try to get the joke back on you guys first. I was like, they're gonna set me up. I didn't take into account that I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> I said as soon as I come back on, I'm gonna act uh, like I'm frozen again. So I mess with you guys first. But then I saw you I saw you both try to go like this and then try not to laugh. Yeah. 
So, um, my, like I, I've got, um, the MVS version of the SD pro, um, and my whole Neo Geo thing, like, you know, I, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's a part of, of my, my collector soul, my gamer soul Neo Geo is, but the MVS specifically AES, I never had any desire. I growing up, I didn't even know about it. I didn't have EGM, so I wasn't aware of it. I was a Nintendo power guy. And they, they don't they don't cross streams, so I never, I never think I saw a real one like in person. Uh-huh. Uh, but I but I saw it in EGM, and I love you know my exposure. Was, <clears throat> yeah, so I totally get that nostalgia. Yeah, on the east um, coast where I lived, it basically you would have like same thing like Turbo Graphics. You would have the one friend you hear this rumor about that had yeah. one, and then you go over there and you're like, what the hell is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> But um, so my, my first ever deployment, like, uh, you know, we're both Eric and I are, are former, uh, we're retired Air Force. Um, but our my first ever deployment that I went on to the Middle East, uh, the money, the extra money that I got from that deployment, um, you know, as as a like, I think I was an A1C at the time, an E3. Um, uh, I, I splurged and, and bought a Neo Geo AES with a couple of Samurai Showdown games. Um, so that was the first thing I ever bought with like some extra money that I got from a deployment. Um, it wasn't the same as having an MVS, but an MVS at the, at the time was just out of reach. And, and being in the military, it's not like I had a place for it. And I didn't want to lug it around for 20 years, too. So as soon as I retired and it retired and, you know, went back to Nebraska and I've got this basement and I have no plans on moving ever again. Um uh, I was able to uh, rescue an MVS from the West Coast, have it freighted over here. Eric helped me. Um, not only, uh, you know, that was ugh. the freight company, freaking idiots. Like uh, they didn't uh, account for the feet of the 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 MVS. So like the, the feet got shoved up into the cabinet. Oh, yeah. Uh, so whatever it's got some damage but it's you know it's i'm not gonna sell the thing it's it's mine so you know i've i've fully like uh revamped it the the thank goodness the crt was just immaculate but the uh the board itself needed a whole lot of tlc um the control panel needed a overhaul um and the rest of it's just patina but um you know i've i've got an sd uh, uh SD Pro in that thing, and man, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And what a cool idea that you can have an arcade that you can put carts in so that cabinet ends up being, it can be any number of different games. Yeah, it's anything awesome I thing. want. Yeah, I, it's so cool, man. I've got a good choice. And, you know, I especially love uh, versing people in uh, Neo uh, Turf Masters um, every once in a while and I'm seeing the- how. This, I'm on the green. I'm gonna say it. I'm so mad. <laughs> every every hit that I do, just like him, my stuff gets always jacked up. But him, he gets perfect green shots every time. Makes me so mad. I don't want to play it. We have, Turf Masters. I said mutual friend who has the English Neo Turf Masters card, <laughs> which it for is like a twenty thousand dollar game just to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so every time I go over to his house, I pretend to put it under my shirt and leave. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't pretend. <laughs> yeah, the, my <laughs> I would like just, put my germs on it. Oh, it's mine now. 
the funny thing about me was I've been same thing like you. I was unicorning that thing for years. I'm like, if I ever find one, I'm going to find one. <clears throat> and our friend candy here, uh, by the way, I used to do drug deals at his house. Amar went on one of those drug deals <laughs> at his house. So we go to his house. And I would buy figurative stuff from him drug deals, yeah, not literal figurative drug, drug deals. deals. Yeah. So what happened was he, he showed me a box. He said, Hey, it's, it was an AES gold. So I thought it was a U.S. one. Right. So I got really excited. The box is AES gold. The inside is Japan. So I got really excited. And he's like, guess what I got? And I saw it and I was like, Oh, and he's like, it's got Japanese. And he's like, I'll show you one game. And he's like, you've always been good to me. He's like, I'll show it to you for $400. And I was like, I just got paid and I basically make like a thousand dollars. So basically I took half my paycheck. I was like, here you go. <laughs> and brought it home. I have little, and, and what's funny too is me and a bar had an opportunity to literally buy an entire Neo Geo set at one of our stores we had here, and they were only yeah. eighty bucks a piece. They they had an insane collection. It was just this was like in two thousand seven or eight. Oh, um, yep. and you named the title. I wish I like it. I didn't know anything about the freaking Neo Geo at the time, like the expensive stuff. So there was probably some stuff staring me in the face. Me and him went in there and we were like negotiating, talking about like, maybe we should pick these up. And then me and him would open it and play with it. We're like, we don't have a Neo Geo system. Nah, we'll never have one. Yeah. And just flew him back up. And he got the Baseball Stars too, right? You got that one there, right? Yeah, I got Baseball Stars too. And I, I, I got Art of Fighting. That's the one I got. Dude, baseball Fatal Stars Fury. 2 and, and uh, Super Baseball 2020. I effing love those games. I think Super Baseball Stars 2 is one of the top, one of the top. Uh, absolute top games of of ar- ar- arcade sports, right? It's mm-hmm. up there with like NBA Jam, Baseball Stars too. Yeah, so Love much it. fun, so much fun. So yeah. next topic we're going to talk about is we always do kind of like a top five rating here. So what's going to happen is you give us you you'll start from low to high, and Abara is going to pull up bad reviews on these games, and you're going to have to either agree with it or do a, a disagree to it and why you disagree. Yeah. To just the defend your thing. game basically. Correct. Well, and these are all banger of games, mind you. So, <laughs> all right, we're going to go, well, we'll transition. Okay. We'll start with a Neo Geo game. I'm going to pick Samurai Showdown 2. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. Is that one of the, you want me to tell me? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah just say your, your top five. And then, uh, I've only, I've only pulled up two bad reviews. So I, I took it easy on you a little bit. So I, um, there, I think there are a number of awesome one-on-one fighter games on the Neo Geo. And, uh, you'd be hard pressed sometimes to say which one is the best. A lot of people love Garu. Mark of the Wolves. Mm-hmm. I think it is a, it is a top tier game. The sprite work on that game is just unreal. The graphics are awesome. The combos, like it is, it is a fine tuned game that is gorgeous, and the sound is amazing. And to to put that up again next to some of the sixteen bit titles and realize like this is playing on a system of that era yeah. is is absolutely out of this world. I mentioned Last Blade. I think there are a lot. Uh, you know, the, the Neo Geo really excels in one-on-one fighters. Yes. And uh, for me, Samurai Showdown 2 ends up being some nostalgia, right? That was the yeah. Samurai Showdown was the game that I was introduced to at that pizzeria. 
And just like Eric, like, you know, the intro is just, uh, just embedded in, in my, in my brain. And, uh, I feel like Samurai Showdown 2 just took everything up a notch. It's, I, I maybe this will, uh, make it for other, some people and maybe others won't, but I feel like it's kind of like Mortal Kombat 1 to Mortal Kombat 2. Like, I love Mortal Kombat 1, but when 2 came out, it was, it was so much bigger and better and, and, and awesome mm -hmm. in a number of different yeah. ways. And Samurai Showdown 2, I feel like did that for me. And, a lot there's not really a dud in the samurai showdown series at least on the nope. neo geo later on maybe when they tried to go to like the neo geo 64 uh, not so much but for 2d sprite work there there's really no bad games and you'll find people that have just like the king of fighters series and there's 94 95 96 97 98 99 2000 2001 all of them, except 2000, didn't really have an English release. But finding who likes which one is going to be a huge debate. But for <laughs> me, Samurai Showdown 2 is is the magic. Yeah. I'm partial to one. I'm just going to let you know. I'm very partial yeah. to one. It was the same thing for me. Number two um, was always, always the one that I played. But that's just because of, that was the one that was in the MVS cabinet at, at the arcade. So... Um, yeah, so uh, th this person—it's it, not—it's not a bad review. So I, this is off of Metacritic. Um, this person said it's the truth. You either love this game because it reminds you of a slurpy fueled of slurpy fueled afternoons at the Seven Eleven near school, or you're an incredibly knowledgeable fan of fighting games who uh, who wrote your five hundred page dissertation on the subtle differences between S and K and Capcom games. You guys are cool. You'll love it. But to the entry level fighting gamer, I can't fully recommend it. What do you think about that? Uh, I feel like um, I feel like like many games, it is it gets quick hard real quick, right? Um, just like Mortal Kombat two, uh, just like ma many arcade games, right? They were designed to eat quarter, and so I think. Uh, if you're talking about like the first round, you put in a quarter and you're enjoying button mashing and swinging your weapon and the, the scaling and the cool yeah. and the amazing backgrounds and the great music. <clears throat> uh, I can't agree. Uh, I think, though, if you're a one-on-one -on -one fighter aficionado, um, maybe there are some mechanics that uh, that other games over time have developed that are even better. But to me, I think the, the graphic style, the content, you know, like the, the period that it's set in, mm. the, the weapons, you know, like when it zooms in and you're, and you're going between, there's, there's just so much to love that um, even when I lose continually several rounds in, I still, I still enjoy it. Yeah, and, and one, one more thing that all comes to the defense of, of your game for in the context of this is I think this person is thinking about it in the context of, of, of over time where it stands. But when you're looking at that time period, that, that moment in time, Sam, Samurai showdown two was it. Yeah. Yep. was, was one of those it games. Absolutely. If you, if you think about the context of it too, Think about Bushido Blade and things like that. People were inspired by that game. There wasn't really a weapons-based game 
no. at that time. It was all just hand-to-hand combat and like basically projectiles and things like that. No one actually I the thing I love the most, my favorite part is, is like when you run into each other with your weapons and you're trying to fight each other to knock oh, them yeah. off from each other. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. And and I feel like Samurai Showdown, uh, more than Art of Fighting, and now it's it's obviously late, Samurai Showdown 2 certainly later, but it it took that zooming mechanic that was so visually impressive and it does it seamlessly, right? It 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 feels right how it does it. Whereas at least the first Art of Fighting and the first Fatal Fury game, uh, it's 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 there and it's visually appealing, but it's also a little bit clunkier. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. What's uh, your next game? We got to update oh. the ticker as we go from a Neo Geo game. Oh shoot! Yeah, sorry. I'm I've been slacking in in that regard. It's terrible. All right. Excellent. So. Uh, for number four, I'm going to go with uh, Super Nintendo. I, I, I decided to go with a game from different systems for each of these. Uh, so I'm going to go to the Super Nintendo. I'm going to say Super Castlevania 4. I think that, and I know, Tristan, that it might pain you a little bit that I don't go with Symphony of the Night over Super Castlevania 4. But I, it was a game I had as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you that, uh, this, the Super Nintendo was, um, was my, was my first system and it was the fifth game I ever owned. Mm. Um, so I had Super Mario World and I got Act Razor. Very nice. Super Scope. And I still love the Super Scope. And I got <laughs> Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Which, oh, which you I poor bastard. So I can beat it, which is. Wow. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be a twice actually. You gotta be a twice. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can do that with Game Genie too. Yeah, I can. I can, <laughs> I can do a blindfold with a Game Genie. <laughs> and this game was Super Castlevania Four, and yeah. uh, what an atmosphere that game has! I love the music. I, I yeah. love the music in Castlevania Three. Honestly, the Japanese, the Famicom. Soundtrack. With those two extra sound channels, my yep. gosh, that makes a difference. Oh my! Right, if, you, if you've never checked it out, right, if you've never gone onto YouTube and and explored the Famicom, uh, the Castlevania Three soundtrack, it's it is, incredible. It's incredible. Uh, but the Super Castlevania Four, I felt like it took so much um, advantage of the Super FX chip. You had the whip that you could do multi-direction. You just like going with the whip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I felt like the boss scale was awesome. And mm. um and the soundtrack was just something that I loved and I still listen to regularly as a way to just kind of relax. And if I'm if I'm working late, sometimes that's one that I'll put on. Um I don't think it's I don't think it's a perfect game. Like like especially like when you're in the level where all the coffins are spinning around. Yeah, nauseating. <laughs> I, I I admit it. Right? That's not perfect, but for the huge technical leaps that that game did, for the atmosphere that it had, for the amazing soundtrack, and for me the the nostalgia going back to it, I really love it. You know what's funny about that game is that that's the very first remake. It's a remake of the original game, so it's technically the very first remake ever made on a console. And and masterfully done. Really good. I like the eight whipping thing. I don't understand why 
Abara, why they can't just keep that mechanic in there. Well, let's just go back to the crappy three-way instead of the eight-way. Bring it back, Capcom, or, yeah. uh, Konami. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't it be really cool to see like a legit sequel to Castlevania Four, like an R- a pseudo RPG based Castlevania, like like uh, the Castlevania Four sprites and wit mechanics and things, but then taking Castlevania Two and evolving it up? Wouldn't that be really cool? I, I would like that. Awesome. I'm I'm a huge fan of Castlevania Two, and I, I gotta say, like Castlevania Four, I, I actually did grow up playing it i didn't have it myself but my next door neighbor did um shout out to wade if he's listening um but uh it's not even on my top five 2d castlevania i mean um traditional we'll call it traditional castlevania games of all time no it's not um and and i don't know why that is i I love the music love it there there's a few soundtracks that are better on super nintendo um and um I, I think it had to do with the difficulty of the game for me. Um, it was frustrating at the very end and, and almost felt unfair, like fighting death and especially Dracula. My gosh, it's brutally hard. Like it's it, the, the difficulty scaled up for sure. Yeah. Well, that game. I just come off my fourth game, Super Castlevania four and uh, a super ghost and ghost into Super Castlevania four. And and that's actually that's that's actually a really good parallel. Uh, another thing that I didn't like about Super Castlevania was uh, something that I didn't like about uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. The the platforming, the way the jumps felt to me, oh, yeah. they didn't feel right. You know how like you you play a, a precision platformer and the it's just so satisfying feeling. It didn't feel right to me ever. Like it's knee jumps. Simon like, felt really heavy. Yeah, it's knee jumps. It's not even like a regular jump. It's like he has his knee up the entire time. So it's like you're literally just basically jumping on one leg in your in the entire game, which is frustrating as hell. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like it's again one of those things that if you've played it for long enough, it feels right for that game. Yeah, but I agree. I I don't I don't believe that Super Castlevania Four is a perfect game. And I, I think there are valid criticisms, but for me, the, the nostalgia <laughs> on top of so many amazing elements puts that one in my top five. Now, yeah, yeah and that's one that maybe shifts, like ask me again for episode 40, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll have a different top five list. That one's not hard cemented into the list. Gotcha. Um, and uh, in the interest, I'm looking at the our, our time right now. We're, we're running probably close to two hours already i think this will probably be our last topic if that's okay with you uh eric that's fine um, well i think yeah. it was recording before that when we were starting we were we, we were, were yeah, yeah i'm right. taking that yeah. into account no no problem. okay cool <laughs> yeah yep so uh number three six player x-men arcade mm-hmm. i love it um this was the game that i always wanted to play at birthday parties like, uh, you know, like I wanted to get together my best friends and go to Circus Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese and uh, or Aladdin's Castle, right? Like whatever the local arcade was and get all all six of us together and go through and defeat Magneto. And, welcome uh, to die. Welcome. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was talking to, to Jeff about this. Like I didn't know that there were even more really 
funny quotes. Like he says, I am Magneto, master of magnet. Yep. <laughs> Hilarious. I like the remix uh, song, and there's like X Men. The game felt larger than life. You know, it's a double screen game, and it's this special cabinet with six people. And even on modern emulation, there's never been the six player, right? Like, even yeah. on uh, PlayStation, you know, uh, PlayStation Network or Xbox Live, it was four player. But the six player experience is really super fun. Well, here's, here's my one criticism of the six player experience. Yeah. They, they got six players around the, the, control panel but those two on the ends suffered through right. that experience because the joystick inputs don't match up what you're looking at on the screen exactly and you have to kind of you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. just because uh you know for youtube it's kind of it kind of you're not all standing parallel to the screen it kind of wraps around a little bit. uh-huh yeah. And and those those poor two what was it Dazzler and who's on the other side? Storm possibly. Yeah, Storm? I, think it's, I think it's Storm. Look, I have I have the arcade. Yeah, well, it's I know Dazzler is one of them, and yeah, maybe Storm's the other one. But, but I no always one. felt bad for those two. Yeah, no one Cyclops, uh, Colossus, it, it, and then Colossus and was my guy. It was Colossus was my okay guy. for one. Yeah. I would tell you what that yeah. <sighs> Dude, yeah. I got scared the first time that happened. The dude had it at the arcade. It had it on full max volume, and oh, yeah. I was in the middle, and it scared the holy crap out of me. Oh, so, I mean, that game, uh, I just felt like it was such an amazing arcade experience. It had scalar graphics yeah. uh, as part of the cutscenes. It mm -hmm. had voice, you know, like even though it's like, welcome to die, right? Like the voices and the English. Whatever, things. that's that's endearing. And uh, but the but there was voice and there was zooming and that was six player and it had that classic Konami beat 'em up mechanics with characters that you knew and it it just uh, it very much has that that dopamine drip into the brain like let's keep keep going and and when you die uh, you know like you just want to put another quarter in. kept track of how many guys you killed so you could always tell like who was outperforming each other. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. To to me in '90s arcades, there were four four games that epitomized and like encapsulated that experience. It was X Men six player. It was uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade, um, uh, Captain America, and The Simpsons. Those yeah. four to me are, are it. X Men arcade is sitting next to my Simpsons arcade. Very nice. And I have the original arcade boards from both TMNT games, but I don't have them in a cabinet right now. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, and one last thing. It was always great when you got to a boss and you've been saving up your special moves. Yeah. You have to coordinate. Like, wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then you do it. And then you go, no, no, no. Now you do it. You know, like, like you Yeah, you just keep the blob on his ass the whole time. <laughs> you'd, you'd end up like talking to each other and and i mean it it, it was better even than couch co-op it was cabinet co-op yeah and and dude that shared experience of i mean you guys have money invested in this thing like you yeah let's let's optimize <laughs> let's make it count 
I will say this. Next time, they should have two Wolverine sets in there because Wolverine always got taken every single time I went on that damn game. I don't know. They like, played the PS3. Me, <laughs> for me, like it, it, it was, it was a friend of mine that always played, and uh, he was always Nightcrawler. I was always uh, Colossus. That so. was the pair I w- I would either choose. I would go for Colossus if I could, and if I couldn't, mm-hmm. then I'd go for Nightcrawler. So, man, when you come over, you guys now know I can be Nightcrawler and. Tristan, you can be Colossus. And you got Wolverine. Eric. No, he'll be Dazzler. Yes. <laughs> Why don't I just be the dick of the group? Why don't I just be Cyclops? You know, everyone hates Cyclops. <laughs> oh, shit. It's my favorite line in X Men ever. He's like, How do I know it's you? He's like, Because you're a dick. <laughs> He's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my number my number two game, I don't know, or there, was there any medical? No, that was it. That, nope. that was the criticism, the, the control panel. Oh, nice. That was um, my criticism for it. Number two, I'm going to put Lunar, the Silver Star on the mm-hmm. Sega CD. Now, yeah. I love the PlayStation 1 game. I think that it's technically improved. I um, I don't love that. I, I actually like the random battle part of the Sega CD. But for me, uh, this game was just mind-blowing. It had anime cutscenes and uh, had voiced characters and it had so much RPG stuff, but then it had the CD technology and it is so fun. It's, it's the reason I love RPGs. Um, I, I does, are the mechanics that of, you know, uh, later JRPGs, you know, is it, is it as award running and celebrated as Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy six or no, but to me, this cemented my love for, jrpgs and the okay. characters i cared about and yeah. working designs um this was this was their first game that they brought to the sega cd it was one of four games that they brought to the sega cd and they would always instill humor and i i i enjoy it some people actually don't like the working designs humor but um the packaging was so gorgeous they would mm-hmm. um, most copies of lunar are actually foil co- covers but there's a non-foil cover it's one of the first games that had uh, for console games that had disc variants. So there's different yeah. Lunar, the Silver Star disc variants, mm-hmm. and then eventually it got a sequel on the Sega CD. Which, if you've never seen Lunar Eternal Blue on the Sega CD, it is a technical marvel. It could easily, it could easily pass for a PS2 game. Wow! And this is on wow. the Sega CD. <laughs> we lost him again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> keep going. I I really love uh, Lunar the Silver Star. I think that it's an awesome JRPG. I love the characters. I love the music. I love the uh, the cutscenes. It's one that I still play through from time to time, and I think that it's held up really, really well. So, what makes the original better than uh, the PS One release to you? Um, and uh, it would be interesting. My wife had um, she had the PS One release. And mm-hmm. I had the Sega CD release. Actually, I got it for her as a as like a birthday present when we were dating because she had a PlayStation One, and um, and I knew what a great game the the Sega CD release was. Mm-hmm. I think you know coming into it without uh, rose colored glasses, the Sega CD release is probably not the superior game. There's a lot of things that are better on the PS One. You know the quality of the video. The um, so so many aspects are are kind of expanded and maybe the true vision, but for me I had the Sega CD. <laughs> oh no, he's frozen. 
Sorry, <laughs> you had the Sega CD. <laughs> I did, uh, I, so I, I told you guys I had a Super Nintendo first, and then a friend of mine had a Sega setup, and he had Lunar the Silver Star. Yeah. I was like, I have to have this, and so I spent a whole summer mowing lawns. Mm. Right, and I would I had this push mower that I'd push all the way like up the neighborhood <clears throat> someone's lawn and put that money in a jar until I could get the Sega CD. And I I bought a Sega CD and I got Sewer Shark, which I like, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, and Dragon Slayer, which is not a great port but was still cool, and Lunar the Silver Star, which is to this day one of my favorite games ever. Model one or Model two Sega CD? I had a Model two. I still have okay. all my childhood games, so my Sega CD that's hooked up right now is the one that I bought with my lawnmower. With the extender plate and everything. Well, I got a, <laughs> yes, two Genesis in it. So oh, okay, yeah, you don't need the extender plate. You don't need the extender plate, and it looks. <laughs> really and then it's got the Mushroom Thirty Two X in it too. Tower of Power. The Tower, Tower of Power. Um. So then that brings us to the number one game. Hmm. Which is Streets of Rage 2. Oh. Streets of Rage 2. Oh my Streets gosh. Just just come to just come to my arms, Streets of Rage 2. I'll hold Streets you. Streets of Rage like a baby. Bask in the glory there. Um uh I think arguably the best video game soundtrack ever. I love it. It is it's so unbelievable. Oh, you hear some terrible like gem soundtracks that the Genesis puts out. You think it's all wet farts, but then you listen to the complex techno soundtrack that Streets of Rage 2 has. It is just incredible. My phone ringtone is from it, um, and it totally hypes, hypes you up when you're playing. It is amazing. Yuzo Koshiro put together the soundtrack. Uh, I listened to it independent of the game. It mm -hmm. is awesome. And there's a, uh, Tristan, you actually shared a, a really cool video with me of someone that kind of. Well, again, I, I have to defer to uh, this this other guy oh, on the podcast. It was him. It, it is awesome. He kind of dives into the music theory of, of, of some of the compositions. And I really, really think it is incredible. Even apart from the soundtrack, the beat em up mechanics. Are straight are, are straightforward. Oh yes, there you go. What what a masterpiece. Yeah. The, it really the beat 'em up is. mechanics are fun, but they are more complex than something like X-Men. Right? You got charges, you got holes. <clears throat> um I, I found it to be um immediately playable and then a lot of replay value. Um I think that when you compare it to something like Double Dragon. And I have an original Double Dragon cabinet, so yeah. If you even compare it to something like Final Fight, which I think is great, don't get me wrong, I like. Final it's a good comparison because it was around the same time. Yeah. Right. Yep. But seeing uh, Streets of Rage two, it's just on a whole nother level. And uh, I will say, Sega really beat Nintendo in this regard. If if you think Sega had Streets of Rage two and and Super Nintendo had Final Fight, and you don't know about the Sega CD port of Final Fight. Mm. Oh, you're missing out. That's yeah. That, it's for great. a long time the best home port of Final Fight. So for sure, Streets of Rage Two I think is is pretty close to a perfect. Day. And then uh, I know I know that your uh, what your favorite track is uh, in the game, uh, but go ahead and tell the listeners. I I I love I love the intro. 
Um, there's this, there's See, this, and I'm not feeling that. Oh, <laughs> dude. I mean, well, then again, you have, you have blow moon on the screen, so we can't account. For <laughs> oh man. I think we're about to have technical difficulties again. <laughs> blow moon is like yacht rock. I don't care oh. what anyone says. Listen, <laughs> I can I, drink a wine I, glass I, on a I boat to that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're arguing amongst friends here, but, um, but I love, I love the intro because there's this slow, slow, intro and then and then the groove hits and yeah and then it drops like yeah i I get it i get it and for me like like firing it up it's it's like when it gets started you if you just start listening to that intro you don't know how good it's gonna be and then that beat drops you realize that you're in for something well what's, what's funny too is like uh you know it's it's such a simple beginning um the way it starts but, uh, you know, talk about name that tune. If you hear that one note, you know exactly. Oh, yes. That deep, yeah. deep note. Oh. So something for you, I told Omar about this. There's actually a, a PC update to those Streets of Rage games. It's called Streets of Rage Remake. They not only remade the games to make them better, but they also remade all the audio tracks to it. And it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds incredible. I mean, it not that it needed to be amazing. remade in the first place, but it just modernizes it. And what it is is that it's a bunch of fans in a database, and what they did was they combined one, two, and three together, and they do it like Mario Brothers. You move through the map and play them, and it's freaking... There's one level with a motorcycle that you'll laugh your butt off. Yeah, you actually <laughs> ride on a motorcycle. It, Max riding on that motorcycle looks silly as, as all get out. I showed him that. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, so who who is your guy? Who's your guy? Who who do you Oh use? I'm a, I'm on Team Axel. That's me. Axel? The kid, I love skate. I would I would just love jumping on guys' backs and So you're Axel, you're skate? I'm skate all day. I'm Max. Hey, oh, we, we got the full team. Well, except that, for you know her, but Yeah, I'm plays. Uh, I always thought, okay, you know, he says grand upper when he does the but I always grand upper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to go grand upper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I just love uh, grabbing people as Max and snapping their freaking neck. Oh, I love that. Uh, hey, did I tell you a funny story that that Abar did to me? Maybe so mad he picked Axel and I was watching him play, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Check this out." He just goes one, one, one. <laughs> you stun one, lock, and then, dude. He stun locks everybody, and I'm like, "What is yeah, this?" You you can stun lock everybody with Axel. Just punch, punch. Punch, Even like the ultimate rhythm. warrior. Oh, but I, I love, I love the gameplay. It, 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 it connects so well. Like mm-hmm. they, they, they really fine tuned it. Right, the hit boxes are right. The difficulty is right. The music fits the stages. The stages, while they don't always make sense, like why are there aliens underneath a baseball stadium? And then we're on that. Like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> got the, it's or, Disneyland. <laughs> like you know what I just. I just laughed like one of the guys. <laughs> you know what it is? I, lo- I, I love that joking. laugh. I was joking about this. It's it's literally it's yeah, literally yeah, him. <laughs> if you look at all the levels, I was cracking up about this a long time ago. It's like a date night. You go to a bar first, then you go to Disneyland, and then you go to a baseball game, and then you go to a wrestling match, <laughs> and then after the that you go you go on a go boat, a cruise. You go on a cruise, then you go on a beach, Dang. and then you know, so I, I I was like, dude, they were making, they were like thinking about date nights in their head while they were making this game. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the factory, you know. Yeah. 
So for me, um, that's when I come into my game room and I'm just like, I don't have a lot of time. I want to mm. blow off some steam. I want to just dive into a game. This That's the game that I reach for and pull off the shelf and pop in and know that I can dive right into it. And it's a stress relief. And I love the soundtrack. I can jam out to it way too loud. Uh, that's That's the one that I really dive to. So that's going to be number one. I have one question for you. What do you think about Streets of Rage 4? I like it. I like it. I think I, I, at first I was not sold on the art style, especially like the first trailer. I was like, Oh no. But, uh, I think that it was done really well. I think that the, the developers really, uh, put a lot of love into it. I love that they brought Yuzo Koshiro back for some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, had I, I, to. I almost like the, you know, the soundtrack's great, but I wish it could have just been all him. Even yeah. mm-hmm. though there's a lot of great stuff, like don't get me wrong, but uh, I would have loved to have that. Uh, for me, like Streets of Rage three has the soundtrack is a little bit of a dud after the amazingness of two. Yeah, uh, and so four could have just been Return to Glory, and I like it a lot. I think it's a pretty amazing game. Um, before I get into this, uh, this bad review. Um, what, and so pretend like you've never heard of this game before, which one would you prefer it? What, what would you prefer it be called? Would you prefer it be called streets of rage or would you prefer it be called bare knuckle? What sounds more badass to you? Bare knuckle. I think yeah, bare knuckle. I, I like them both, man. Like, yeah, I, I do. I, I like them both. Uh, because you know, like uh, when sometimes patients will ask me, like, "What what's your favorite video game?" And then I gotta be like, "Well, you know, am I gonna tell you Streets of Rage two, or am I gonna say oh, I like Mario?" But you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I like, I like safe them. or no? <laughs> I like I like them both. I like Bare Knuckle and I like Streets of Rage two, and and there's a fair amount of difference between um, Bare Knuckle three and Streets of Rage three. Lost censorship. And how much more difficult it is, and mm. uh, I think I think Japan got the better deal there. Uh, uh, Bare Knuckle Three is a better game than Streets of Rage Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a deal with the blockbusters though. They wanted to make it hard, so they had to keep renting it. Yeah, but that even doesn't explain all the you know the color palette differences. You know, there's obviously editing differences with one of the bosses, um, but I I think that the the game form that feels most pure there is the, is bare knuckle three. Okay. Um, so this is a, uh, review off of Reddit, uh, from Jordan Nestor. Um, he said, uh, streets of rage two is overrated. Yes. I said it for all the positive aspects of the game. People praise it for there's one or two glaring flaws that bring it down. Some, the first most obvious one is that the fighting is very slow. It's the slowest beat-em-up I've played. You're literally, literally walking around beating enemies up. Yeah, have you ever played a beat-em-up, buddy? Um, I don't know why anyone seems to care, but if you ask me, fast game, uh, fast-paced gameplay is just more satisfying in these types of games. Yeah, this is someone that likes pineapple pizza, too, I think. <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> Uh, well, no, 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 no. So he goes on to say, he said, still a great game in other aspects, though. I just find Streets of Rage 4 and the Japanese version of 3 to be far better in the gameplay department. What do you think about that? Like, I, I, I like those games. Um, is it, is it the soundtrack that takes it over the top for you? 
If if the soundtrack sucked, would uh, would it fall from grace? Not in my book. I I think it would still be a great beat 'em up. I don't. Yeah, I agree too. One on my list. I think I think the soundtrack. As much as I love gameplay, I think if I had to isolate, what is the very best part of Streets of Rage Two? It's the soundtrack. Okay, like yes, mm-hmm. I, and the gameplay is awesome. I love <clears> the <throat> character sprites that they scaled up so much compared to the first. I love how much more complex the the beat 'em up mechanic is. Right with you know, um, with dashes and throws. And I, yeah. I think, I think it, it very much, you know, in the first game, right. When you're special was a police car would come in and it would shoot a bomb that just bombed the area. And now you have sure. characteristic specials. I, I think to expect streets rage two to have the level of fighting game mechanics that streets rage four as a PlayStation four game can offer. That's, I don't think that's realistic. I think for its era, it was absolutely a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I think that the pace of the game, that there I really have, I can't get on the same page as that person. I, I don't know where they're coming from either. Because, I mean, no. like, I, dude, from you're you're literally walking the streets beating, beating up thugs. Like, how fast do you want to do that? How fast yeah. do you think that's going to happen? And I feel like the pacing is just right. Guys coming yeah. in. Right amount of time. I'm never bored in that game. No. Uh, compare the pace of Streets Rage 2 to the first Double Dragon. This, I mean, like, it's, it's not even close. And uh, I find that I can, the, the pace, like, I can take the time to, to move around and get to where I want to go and, and set up my combo and, you know, throw a guy into another guy or, tr- you know, like, try and clump guys over on one side of the screen. And I, 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 I don't know that I can agree that there's a pacing issue well, with the with the game. Here's the thing too, like you're talking about the soundtrack, right? The first one had an okay soundtrack and it had uh, you know, the, the same kind of mechanics. They improved the mechanics in 2, but you look at the same concept between the two. You know, yeah, 2 is like a I feel 2 is like let's say like you you're saying right here. Street Rage 2 is like pineapple or uh, pepperoni pizza. And Streets of Rage 1 is fine out with people. It's all mixed up stuff. They try to figure out what's going on. And then they finally perfected it with Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> oh, man. There we go. I, I, can, I can get on the same page. And, and one, is, one is fun, uh, but, but two is superior to one in every single way. Sure. Yeah, 100%. And it, I felt like it really showed off how, how next-gen a Genesis was, right? When you looked at Streets of Rage 2, it looked like an arcade game. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and Felt like it. that it was putting out of a cartridge was was just awesome. So uh, I'll, I'll put it out there. <laughs> if you uh, have not listened to the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack, I would implore you, go ahead, listen, and comment and tell us like what your favorite soundtrack is and why you think the intro is so amazing. Yeah, and tell tell us why you think the boss fight music is the best music in the game. Also, please tell us why pineapple pizza is your favorite meal. Oh, I have I have one parting question about uh, Streets of Rage Two. Just one final question for you. Yeah. Uh, what is it that you're eating as food off of the ground? What is that? Oh, that's a turkey. No, no, no. The other thing. The, uh, there's an apple. Oh, is that an apple? It looks like a jello mold. I don't know. Is it an apple? It's an apple. It's just it's just been an apple this whole time. 
Yeah. I should have read the, the instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Apples and turkeys. So you have wall meat, right? So we have floor meat. So Streets of Rage is floor meat. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, that's a parallel, right? Uh, Super Castlevania 4, there's wall meat. Streets of mm. Rage 2, there's floor meat. Street meat. Street, Street meat. Yeah. What? Yes. Now, now so I'll make that meat? a shirt right now. Hashtag street meat. Hashtag street meat. Or street meat. <laughs> I don't think that hashtag is going to come up very well. I'm just going to let you know right now. <laughs> don't make that one trend. Oh, it's oh, happening. Oh, gosh. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I know we, we went kind of long. Uh, I know we were going to talk about a mantra writing setup, but we just had too much fun here discussing, you know, Die Hard and Pineapple Pizza and Streets of Rage too. <laughs> so I appreciate you finally coming on uh, as our arch nemesis that we had for so many, so many things that we were ranting and raving about you online. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming. Well, thank you for having me. I, I love the show. Uh, I really look forward to when your episodes come out. Like, I have to like I have to like save them a little bit because you guys have such great chemistry. Um, I just want to say it. I I enjoy. I love the format of the show. Uh, I feel like I I'm getting to hang out with friends when I hear you guys talk about games and pickups and I bar his night at the movies. So <laughs> I, I want you to keep it up. Know that uh, that I will be sporting my Mag DX T-shirt that smells vaguely of pineapple pizza. Um, I'll be sporting that around and I just want to leave people with the thought that you can put plastic on your games to protect them, even though you still enjoy them. No, no, but you can put plastic on games and enjoy them and alphabetize them. No, no. That's what your problem is. It's like, oh, I play Streets of Rage. If you just had them all mixed up, you could be like, oh, I forgot I had this game. I'm going to play this right now. See, saved you a bunch of time. Yeah, Coffin uh, already said it, but man, we can't thank you enough for being on here. Um, it's it's especially you know it's 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 cool to be able to talk amongst ourselves, but it's especially a, a treat to be able to bring someone on, especially that has uh, an expertise in something that we don't have, which is the Neo Geo in this case. Um, you obviously you you've got a breadth of knowledge, and that's why you're such an invaluable person to me and in, in my uh my book right now and i can't thank you enough for the editing job that uh that you're doing um i already you know i i already offered this to to dr geski here and um i'll just put it out to the world but uh i'm you know i as an author of this book i'm gonna have an about the author page but uh he has 100 and thousand whatever percent uh earned in about the editor page as well so i'm uh, i'm wanting to put his face in there as well Oh, thank you, man. It's the, the least table? I can do. The on least the pool I table? can do. On the pool table. <laughs> it, well, it's it's uh, it's great to be a part of it. Um, and for for listeners, uh, know that you've got just a masterpiece of, uh, I mean, a four volume huge uh, book that goes through so many different libraries. And I, I got to hand it to you. You've you've painstakingly made sure that each image is like the U.S. release. That it's not, you know, there's no European covers mixed there. Or fan, yeah. and you're you found these high quality scans of box art that I didn't know was around. And to look through and realize, like, you know, uh, I had no idea that there was a cliffhanger game on the Game Gear. 
right? Yeah, like, yeah it's it, it happens every single library. I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that existed. Well, yeah. I didn't know that existed. I love that, and I have I have pretty close to a Game Gear set, and then I was looking, I was like, no way, that came out in the Game Gear, and uh, just to find that out and to explore and uh, the nostalgia trip of seeing all these box arts out. It's almost like when we went back to the rental stores, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I had a Rainbow Foods that I would go to, and you didn't always have a magazine to tell you what was great. So you had to decide based on the box art. And sometimes sure. that was awesome. And sometimes it was the sword of Sodan. And sometimes it was Tommy Lasorda baseball, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think of it like a, like a card packs, you know, like you got the checklist and you like, you know, you're trying to collect all the cards. Like, Oh, I don't have that one. Oh, I need to go look and see what that one's all about. I think that's, yeah. I think you're, what you're doing is very beneficial to everybody. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's almost been four years since I started this project. So it, to actually see it uh, come full, you know, um, as, as far as it has and uh, to see it almost complete is pretty surreal. Can't wait. Can't wait to actually have it physically in front of me and in my hands. It's going to be pretty damn cool. The art, the Abara beating Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be freaking sweet. Well, thank you again for coming on here. Is there anything you like to plug, uh, Game Doctor? Um, you know, I, uh, I, I think I would just say, um, I think I would plug a podcast, right? Like, I think you guys are doing so great, um, and I want you to keep it up. And now that we're ending season two, I am yeah. to hear what is new and coming in season three. So yeah, we'll we'll make it fancier. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, we have some ideas on the on the on the on the horn that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah. Get rid of this pineapple pizza thing, though. <laughs> no, that was that was especially for you, buddy. That's for <laughs> you, hundred percent. I don't know what that green stuff is on that thing. Is that a pickle on that on that pineapple pizza? <laughs> like, what is that? Rock. I've been watching it the entire time. <laughs> I've been looking at it the entire time. Like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, that that doesn't look good. But you're not smelling it too. I mean, that's. <laughs> What you should do is, this is what I would say with that, you should hide it in your room and then light it and see if your wife reacts to it. <laughs> yeah, like it would, stay married. Thank you. No. I, I oh, want to oh, know, a, uh, like, don't tell her what it is and have her smell it and tell you what it what you think it is. I will do that. I will do yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what it actually, a blind uh, smell test. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Abari, okay. you got anything you like Thank to plug, you, sir? Uh, Again, for the Secret Santa gift, Tristan. That oh, is, absolutely, man. That is um, incredible. And, no, it, it, I, I'm glad I got you because, uh, you know, I, I I felt like, you know, especially right now when you're in the middle of doing all this help for me, like I wanted to go above and beyond and just show my appreciation in some small way. And that was that was certainly a, a way that I could do that. So I wanted it. to get you. I wanted to get you dirty, nasty games. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to get the, the dirt of dirt. And send it to you. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, thank you guys for having me on. It's great to be a middle age gamer from Dimension X. Yes. And, uh, keep it up. Awesome. Got any plug, Abara? Um, as always, you know, I'm working on my book, The Video Game Collector's Field Guide. Uh, just look forward to it. Uh, if you're looking for any news on it, um, you can find me at, uh, if you look up the same on Facebook, I've got a Facebook page. Um, and then vgcollectorguide.com is my my uh, actual website. 
where you can find all the information on uh, both of the books that I've made. So cool. check them out. You can find me at JRGamer1981. Uh, I will be doing a review on the portal. I'm going to keep playing with it. I've been working on playing 2D games, 3D games, and all kinds of funny stuff on there. I even tried doing the bathroom, see how that worked out, and all the other fun stuff there. Uh, you can also catch me on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to also be doing a review for Spider-Man. I'm still working on that game because it's just too damn big. But uh, definitely be looking out for that in the new year. Uh, thank you for coming on, and remember... To not put plastic on your games, to eat wait, lots wait. of pineapple pizza, is a doctor's order. <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors say you don't put plastic on your games and you eat pineapple pizza. Yeah, the, official, no the official pizza of the Mayo Clinic is uh, cardio. A cardiologist at the Mayo Clinic is uh, pineapple pizza. That's right. <laughs> Have a good night. And remember, <laughs> half fun over Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hope Santa brings you not pineapple pizza. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Later.